Vivian, things that go on in other hotels don't happen at the Regent Beverly Wilshire. Now, Mr. Lewis, however, is a very special customer, and we like to think of our special customers as friends. Now, as a customer, we would expect Mr. Lewis to sign in any additional guests, but as a friend, we're willing to overlook it. Now, I'm assuming that you're a... relative? Yes. I thought so. Then you must be his... Niece? Of course. Naturally, when Mr. Lewis leaves, I won't see you in this hotel again. I assume you have no other uncles here? Good, then we understand each other. Pretty woman, walking down the street. Pretty woman, the kind I like to meet. Pretty woman, I And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that I think does what it says in the tip. It's best film ever. I got the intro. <laughs> and welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and we are uh, we are here from semi-locked down Great Britain, soon to be not locked down, but tier two'd. Yeah. Which is basically just locked down. Which is just a lockdown. We can, yeah. we can gather outside with six of our friends in December. But I can open my shop. Like, like, who's going to go sit in their garden with six people in December? It's, it's a lockdown. You can't go to a beer garden in a pub. No. So you can't even get your alcohol coat on. No. Just, and, no. And, and once you like eat your meal, you then have, have to, to leave. Go. You yeah. can't stick around and have an extra pint or two. Nope. You have to go, which is uh, a bit crazy. So, I mean, it's, it is the everybody's season. But, yeah, everybody's ordering dessert. Yeah, everybody's ordering. Could we please, I just want to tell you to go, can I please have the slowest service and take your time? <laughs> <laughs> Serve all the other tables first. Just, I can get drinks still from the bar, right? Okay, great. <laughs> get those those items on the menu that are like, allow an extra 15 minutes for this one to be cooked. Yes, absolutely. So you get like the, mm-hmm. the fondant and the um, souffle and stuff. I guess technically, if you're like, yeah, I could. Uh, I'm just, How do you I want just, your steak? I just well, want to well, sh- well done. I want a dessert, but I want to give us a chance to settle. So can you wait an hour? Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's where we're at. I mean, it's a little bit whatever. Uh, I could use a transformation, mm-hmm. much like young Vivian did. Oh, indeed. But uh, we are here to say thank you to anybody who's downloaded this, whether it's your first time or Liam. We haven't done this in a while. What episode do you think we're on, buddy? Uh, 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 forty-two. 41? Woo! Yeah, pretty close. close, close. Right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like the age game. You're like right there. Uh, and so 41 episodes in, here we are. And uh, we got some more thank yous to give out because we're charting in some unusual places. Ooh, I know you like this. I do. Yes. Uh, we charted in the United States of America. Yay. Canada. Canada. Australia. G'day, mate. Japan. Oh, cool. Uh, Oman. Ooh. Uh, we were number 25 today in Great Britain. Woo! Here at home. Nice, nice. Yeah. When was the last time we charted in Great Britain? We haven't charted this highly in Great yeah. Britain in a long time. No, no, it's been good. It is. Um, we were number 31 oh, in Switzerland. Oh, cool. Yeah. The Swiss. We yeah, love the Swiss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Malaysia, number nine. I love Malaysia. And for the third consecutive week, we are number one in Sierra Leone. Yeah, boy! <laughs> Sierra Leone. Love I did, you guys. I did put a tweet out for that today. <laughs> thank you, Sierra Leone. Yeah, thank you. So, and we're number four in TV and film there. So that's oh, nice. That's good. And then a quick thing. We got the fan, it's Fantasy Football Day. Football. We're in week 12. So if you're not a fan of it, we only got like two more weeks after this regular season. And then we're in the playoffs. So we're almost done with the Fantasy Football mm-hmm. for the year. Um, I'm, we're all playing. We're all supposed to win with the exception of we have Ellie versus Liam. So one of you guys have to lose. 
Yes, me. But Georgia, <laughs> Georgia looks like she's up for a healthy win, and I'm definitely winning this week. I will put my. Uh, I'm definitely losing. I'm currently predicted to win by seventy points, so I think I'll be. Okay. I'm still losing. Are you early? Because <laughs> your point total for the week predicted looks like it's going to be all right. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I must be doing really well then. There you go. So, Baker, Baker Mayfield is doing well for me. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, boy. There we go. Come for the for the Julia Roberts movie <laughs> facts. Stay for fantasy football updates. Um, reflections and corrections. I did some number crunching today, Liam. Cool. Because I have a promise that if we hit 10,000 listeners, because we hit 6,000 yes, listeners this week. We did. We did. And my promise is if we hit 10,000 listeners before our one-year anniversary. Greece is the word. I will use my next pick to pick Greece. Yeah, boy. Against my better wishes. <laughs> but I will. And we're currently going to hit 10,000 on March 13th. Really? Our one-year anniversary is March 12th. Oh. <laughs> so we're within a day. Right oh. now, Right now, I'm, I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> Come on, folks. Come on, folks. <laughs> Tell all your friends. Tell all your friends. If you really want me to review a movie that... <laughs> please, please. A few more downloads. Watch him hurt. turn. Watch him turn. Um, on a side note, I woke up to a message from our friend. Uh, I didn't wake up to it, but when I woke up, I checked. I had a message from our mutual friend, Debbie, who told me about the passing of David Prowse. Yeah. Yeah, and you've shared before about David Prowse, because you met David Prowse. I did when I was a child, yeah. And for people who don't know, David Prowse was... Darth Vader. Yeah, he was the guy in he the suit. He was in the suit, yeah, yeah, not the voice. And it seems like he thought, A, he was going to be heard on film, mm-hmm. which he wouldn't. No. And then he was told, apparently, that when the helmet came off, sometime previous, he was told, we're going to make sure we show you then. And um, no, it was someone else when that came Problem off. Problem was, he probably wasn't at the time after the first film, but because he was so annoyed yeah. that they didn't use his voice, yeah. he then shared the secret well, of... He's your father. He also ha- Oh, did he really? He shared it. Oh, wow. Yeah. and Thankfully, it was a non-internet time. And Lucas was not happy. No. So uh, That's massive. Huge. Yeah. And that destroyed his career. I think only James Earl Jones, Luke, because when they told Luke, they didn't even set it up right, because obviously Prowse didn't save a line. The line gets set in post. They give him a different line instead. Oh, okay. And they add the line in post. And so only like Hamill, Lucas, and Hamill guessed it. He went, I can only guess if you mm-hmm. want some secret, it's got to be this. Yeah. So only like Lucas, Spielberg, and Hamill know. And I guess the guy who's on like shooting that day. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because it was in post. So yeah, you wouldn't know. So yeah, it was literally. Well, well he like, apparently dropped yeah. it. And uh, wow. that's why Lucas was. Done with him. Yeah. Well, apparently Princess Leia used to call him Darth Farmer because <laughs> he has this West Country accent. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you, you've met him. He's a big man. Uh, yeah. Well, over here in Great Britain, back in the early eight, mid-80s, he was um, the Green Cross Code Man. Okay. So he'd go around schools and teach, is, is stop, this, is look, like, and listen. So it's like, it's like road safety for road kids. Road safety, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I met him. You, you met him. You were, yeah. Wow. He came to my school. Well, that's interesting. It was. Very yeah. Good. <laughs> and did you ask him about being Darth Vader? I did. I was terrified of him. Okay. Um, I was terrified of Darth Vader, and uh, I stood up in assembly and went, are you Darth Vader? And he was like, Yes. And I was like, but I'm scared of him. And I got took out um, the hall and had to sit in this chair and I was crying my eyes out. (laughs) And he was a tower of a man. I mean, huge. But I was only little anyway. Best 15th birthday you ever had. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was about five. Okay. I think, I don't know, somewhere down there. And um, yeah, and he came out, he knelt down beside me and he said, uh, why do you think I'm Darth Vader? I said, because I'm scared of him. Mm -hmm. He said, are you scared of me? And I was like, no. He said, well, I'm Darth Vader. Oh, wow. So that was very nice. So, yeah. And he signed my autograph um, to Liam. Well, he, he, signed, he signed your name. Well, he, yeah, he put my name. Oh, he put your name. Yeah, yeah, Liam. No, no, no. He put um, on the Green Cross Code Man leaflet, he put um, David Prowse, Darth Vader, where everyone else got 
David Prowl's Green Cross Code Man. I'm guessing you lost this, or do you still have it? Oh, I've lost it. Oh, somewhere. bless you. Yeah, I wish I had it. It happens, doesn't it? I've still got Jet from Gladiator. <laughs> oh, that's the same. <laughs> um, so, um, just really quick, a little bit of taking care of business. We released a, a roundtable last week on oh, we Leo, Leo yeah, DiCaprio, we, yeah. where we decide, well, I'm not going to say. We, everybody should go ahead and give it a listen and see what we determined was our number mm-hmm. one Leo. And it wasn't the same as the audience. So that's an interesting one to go back and listen yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. And it was fun. So it was fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, the guy's had a, a long career. Yeah. And he's brilliant from start to finish. few dodgy films. few but, dodgy films. You know. I know, I know Georgia loved doing a whole episode on... <laughs> um, on Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, my friend Lucy, she hates him. Oh, does she really? Yeah, I can't stand okay. him. Um, well, on that note, um, let's talk about some shout-outs we got this week. Let's start off. It's been a couple of weeks since I think I've put his name on this. Let's start off with Lestat. Yay. He said he's getting my in. My man. He, I know. He said he's getting in early for the Christmas films. He's already told me his favorite Christmas film. Because that's our next round table. It'll be Christmas oh, okay, films. Yeah, yeah. And he also wanted to say that the top, his, his, give me his top 10 Leo films. And they're all Django Unchained. <laughs> yeah i think he said something about that yeah. so uh also thanks to friends at spy hard who i got into a debate with over tomorrow never dies the james bond film. oh yeah, yeah, yeah i said it was bad they said it was better than die another day i went no because die another day is silly yeah, he's, yeah. I'll, I'll take silly over over boring and tomorrow mm. never dies was boring i felt just a thought been a while since i've seen that one also was talking to griff from uh, the paul and griff show they're just good guys. Yeah, we like are. those. Yeah. It's a musical podcast. Love them. Uh, the FN Nerds podcast for keeping us up on their Friday shout outs. Debbie, who was talking about the roundtable nice. and appreciated uh, Ellie giving her a shout out for her man in the Iron Mask uh, commentary. Uh, we've, also, we've also got friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. <laughs> <laughs> There's always such a delay. <laughs> um, who uh, said he's a big Inception fan. Um, said he really appreciated George's passion for everything Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a fan of the outtakes. And he did ask, he said, what happened to Catch You on the Flippity Flop? And I said, oh, oh yeah. Uh, I said, it's just because of the current situation, but maybe you can find a way to work it in in some capacity. Uh, Emmett Verbal Diorama, who said, we are crushing it with our film selections. Oh, thank I you. Think yeah. I think we are. We're very diverse. I think, I think. we've had a nice range too yeah yeah. um laura um from um i think she's a friend of the quantum week podcast and i got into a debate with the boys from quantum week Mm because one of them was saying they hated a couple of films and one of them was saying they were very good and i said i hate them and laura came back with what does your podcast partner when she was talking about you specifically oh okay okay. i said i will ask and i have a prediction that you will like one of these okay even though i hate it yeah and that you won't have seen the other one although i could be wrong okay the films are the one i don't think you've seen is the sandlot no, I haven't. Okay. I want to see that. Okay. <laughs> I want to see that. I've bought the DVDs oh, really? recently. There's three, isn't there? The Sandlot? Yeah. It's like a kid's baseball movie. Yeah, there's three. Is there? Yeah, because oh, I've got, I got, yeah. And then the other one, I bet you love this. Go on. Billy Madison. Oh, dude. <laughs> I love Billy. You know the bit, you know the bit where he's, she's teaching him? <laughs> and then she starts taking the clothes off? <laughs> Then no, you get, then you get it wrong. <laughs> no, I, 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 I got halfway through this so this movie sucks. And oh, turned it off. oh, so good. I've the, never even heard of these. Films. The, the, the movie's like, oh, look, Jimmy pees on himself too. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> I'm turning it off. Where he pretends to fall into his teacher so he can yeah, get the second yeah, base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is stupid. I, I like the early Adam uh, movies. I don't mind. Happy Gilmore. I, I can deal with. I can yeah, deal yeah, and talk yeah. to my Happy Gilmore. There's some moments there. Billy Madison, I just thought was dumb. I, I agree. It gets tiresome, especially like Big Daddy. You know, yeah, it's it's Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah. Uh, our friends at Quantum Week, we t- I spoke to them. Uh, Ray at Not Before Coffee, who I uh, who we bonded over editing woes. I went, yes, I, oh, yeah. I do understand the woes having to edit a <laughs> he podcast. He does, he does. 
uh, our friends Digging in the Dome, who continue to wreck us, and thanks so much. And that song from that movie, who I also talked two different conversations about James Bond themes. Mm. And we sort of talked about the Sheryl Crow one from Tomorrow Never Dies versus the Madonna. Like I want to die I another hate day. That Madonna I would have said the Madonna was better. I went back and re listened nah. to them. I'm very wrong on that. Yeah, one. you are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you are, yeah. But I think none of them, I think the world is not enough by garbage, bests both of them. Oh, and then so Goldeneye good. is just, just, just another so level. Good, yeah. yeah. So and anyway. See, that surprised me. That was written by you too. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that well, just th- Bond on the Edge. But yeah, 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 that threw me. Yeah, that's crazy, so yeah. good. It, it, it's, it's like feels like a Bond theme. Yeah. But on the note of great songs that encapture the heart of a movie, we should segue over to Pretty Woman. We should. So I'm assuming we've all seen it. Uh-huh. Okay, so for me, the last time I saw this, Liam, yeah. was at least 10, if not more, years ago. Sure. No, it wasn't. Sure. Oh, no, that's not true. I I did watch it in preparation for Julia Roberts. My bad. Okay, I was going to say, you were quoting this like every single line. I still could have. I still could have. It's not like I was thinking. <laughs> Me uh, and you were like uh, we just doubling back and forth. Yeah. We were doubling back and forth on the lines. It's a little bit of competition. So, okay, so I have, I guess before the two months ago, I hadn't seen it in like 10 years at least. Yourself? Um, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Ellie, I guess two months ago is the answer for you. Yeah, but before that, I hadn't seen it for about 15 years. And Georgia? I hadn't seen it before today. Shut up. Whoa. Really? I'm intrigued really? to hear what you oh, think of this yeah. movie. I'm very curious. Yeah, then. me George too. George is going to be my, my go-to on this. Because uh-huh. we, I think the three of us all, Ellie, did you like, were you able to sort of like almost beat for beat know what the movie was? This time from two yes. months ago, yeah. Okay. So I'm very yeah. curious to see what George's take on it yeah, is for the definitely. first time ever. So um, oh, cool. let's do a little context corner, shall we? This is directed by Gary Marshall. Yeah. Gary Marshall, who we've already talked about on this podcast. He was Mr. Harvey of Harvey Bars in League of Their Own. He was. He's the old guy who, like, you know, runs the baseball league. Yeah. So he di- <laughs> he directed this film. Uh, he, okay. The brother of Penny. He also directed Never Been Kissed. Oh, I the like that movie. I've never heard of it. It's, it's a bit weird. I've seen it yeah. many years ago, but yeah. I quite liked it from what I remember. And this was written by J.F. Lawton. And surely you're going, well, this guy must be an absolute, you know, he understands romantic comedies. Hang on. This is It's not female, is it? No, no, it is a guy. It is a guy. And J.F. Lawton wrote such other great romantic comedies because you've got loose interpretations of what a romantic comedy is. I think think these might qualify somehow. Yeah, go on. Under Siege. (laughs) I I can see that. Under Siege (laughs) 2. Maybe not. And the, I think it was Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman film, Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction, yeah. So this is the only rom com. I know. And he nailed it and never did one again. I love Under Siege. Uh, I like the first one. First one's great. I think nailed it's supposed it. to be a, a diehard little movie. bit much of a uh, wow, a really, really. Okay, we'll come back to you. Uh, this was originally intended to be a dark cautionary tale about class and prostitution in L.A., and then it was reconceived wow. as a romantic comedy with a large budget because it went from some other studio and then it got picked up by Touchstone, and we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Who's the parent company of Touchstone? Oh, um, 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 um. I want to say Miramax. No, not Miramax. It's Disney. Is it? Yeah. So technically, this is a Disney property. Because it was Walt Disney Studios' then president, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who insisted the film be rewritten as a modern-day fairy tale. But it's not on Disney+. Plus. Wow. No, it won't be on Disney+. Plus. I don't think a lot of stuff from, uh, wow, really? from, from that is. Yeah. So, Surprise um, me. <laughs> can you imagine all the kids like watching like little frozen shorts or something, and then it just segues into the piano scene. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a prostitute. <laughs> mm. 
Well, it's kind of like when you wish upon a star. What's, what's your dream? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jiminy Cricket walking across. Come to Hollywood, baby. <laughs> um, so I think the film poster is iconic for this film. Totally. But I think part of that iconography is also the urban legend, which actually isn't an urban legend. It's 100% true. It's Julia Roberts' head. But not her body. Not her body. The body belonged to Shelley Michelle, who was known as the Queen of the Body Doubles, and had previously mm-hmm. body doubled for Kim Basinger and Barbara Streisand. Oh, nice. That's and, a really original name she's got. Yep. And <laughs> and Richard Gere's hair is also tweaked on it, because on the film poster, oh, okay. it's brown. Yeah, In the yeah. movie, it's pretty gray. Uh, do you mean her? she's just a body double on the poster or actually in the film as well? Uh, she's, I know she's a body double and she's body doubled in many films. I don't know. I would assume she did some work because there's some stuff here. I think that that's not Julia shot. Roberts. Yeah, yeah, opening shot is not her. So, um, and basically shooting here was considered a generally pleasant, easygoing experience as the budget was broad and the shooting schedule was not tight. Nice. So we have time yeah. and we have money. Well, Which really are two things you want. Exactly. Much like this film. Six days, $3,000. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's start the review. So we start with a party and we meet Stucky. And Stucky is played by Jason Alexander, who would go rise to fame that next year as George on Seinfeld. I never watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. He plays characters like this. He plays a schmuck. Oh, okay. Either a down-on-his-luck kind of pitiable schmuck. Yeah. Did you ever see Friends, uh, the one where uh, Phoebe ends up on the phone with the guy who wants to commit suicide? Yes. Is that the episode that, title? That's this guy. Oh, okay. I think it's the one was called like the one where Phoebe tries to sell toner or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one with the guy who tries to commit suicide who's from Seinfeld was a bit long. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that episode. But uh, yeah, he's in that. And he was also one of the – he's the – if you're a fan of our other podcast, Talking to Mickey – in the Hunchback of Notre Dame episode, he's the gargoyle yeah. who Ethan hates uh. and keeps like, I'm losing to a bird. <laughs> and also then does like the McDLT commercial say, ad. That's him. That's him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, and so we have some close up magic and we introduce ourselves to Richard Lewis Industries and we overhear about Morse Industries and um, – Richard Lewis, we cut to him, and he's breaking up with his girlfriend, who's, uh, she doesn't like the fact she's at his beck and call, and Jessica doesn't like being at his beck and call, and the woman who plays Jessica on the phone is doing some of the worst voice acting, like, ever. Mm-hmm. She is rough. Richard is unemotive, which was generally kind of how he played everything. He's yeah. just really low-key. Yeah. And takes it rather well, and he's more worried about the upcoming Nikkei Index in Japan, and he we meet Susan, and I guess he used to date Susan, and he yeah. asks, did you ever... Because the, the, the girl who broke up with him said, I speak to your secretary more than I do you. Mm-hmm. So he goes, Susan, we were dating. Did you speak to my secretary more than you spoke to me? And the line was, she was one of my bridesmaids. My yeah. <laughs> Says it, it was great. Yeah. We got some long notes on some casting choices here. So here's long casting note number one. Oh, okay. Long casting note number one. We meet Edward Lewis, of course, played by Richard Gere. And there was a long line here. So um, Gary Marshall had originally considered... This is where we play the guest, the actor in the game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman himself. Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. Wow. As the first one. We also had other names like Daniel Day-Lewis, Kevin Klein, and Denzel Washington for the role of Edward. Yeah. But two big names did actually turn it down. John Travolta? No. Ooh. He auditioned apparently but lost. Really? Yeah. One of wow. them would go, hoo Oh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Mm. And the other one had a big old mustache and was massive in the 80s, but not that Tom one. Selleck. Not that one, the other one. Burt oh. Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Wow. 
It's a different movie. What? Burt Reynolds. In Isn't it? Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. You can't be quiet and stylish. I think the must. You have to lose the mustache. He would have to, wouldn't he? <sighs> There's just something that's not quite as uptight about a mustache. No. You know what I mean? It seems like he's a bit more like relatable if he's got a mustache. And he yeah. needs to be a bit of a, you know, he needs to be, my, my first car was a limousine. He needs to be that How guy. How many businessmen do you see with a mustache? Not many, I don't no. think. No. So. Um, do you know I, the reason why he had a mustache? No. Because in his early movies, people said he looked like Marlon Brando. Oh, I think you've told me this. And he hated Marlon Is Brando. Is this Selleck? No. Oh, it was Reynolds. Just Burt Reynolds, okay. yeah. And that's the reason he grew a mustache. Well, back to Christopher Reeves. He was going to play Edward Lewis, uh, but Julia Roberts had other business to attend to and couldn't show up for Reeves' audition. Oh, okay. And so when he showed up, the woman who read the role for Vivian was the casting director, and apparently she read her lines so badly that Christopher Reeves grew furious, tore up the script, and stormed out. Wow. Uh, to which point I'm going to go, maybe she was the one who did the voice of Jessica on the phone. Yeah. Because she was terrible. <laughs> Uh, Burt Reynolds was offered the role but declined and he jokingly said on the Piers Morgan show in 2012 that he saw the film and the lovemaking scenes with Julia Roberts and he went, yeah, I made a mistake not doing uh, it. Yes, you did. But... <laughs> uh, Al Pacino turned it down after a screen test with Julia Roberts. Wow. So, um, Gear and Roberts obviously had chemistry on their first meeting but Gear was not going to take the role. And uh, she was sent to his apartment by Gary Marshall to try and talk him into it. And while she was over there, Gary Marshall phones, and he's going to say no, and Julia Roberts slides him a post-it that says, please say yes. And as a result of this, he takes the film. That's cool. Wow. That's and a I nice bet he's glad he did, because, you know, this is an iconic movie for him. Uh, yeah, at the end of the thing, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about kind yeah, of where yeah. it fits in his sort of uh, thing, but it's, it's definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, Gear plays a corporate raider in this film, and three years previous, he turned down the role of Gordon Gecko in Wall Street. Oh. Which is a similar kind of character. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a different movie. Yeah, yeah. But as far as a guy who like More just cutthroat. yeah, but as a guy who just sort of takes businesses down. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same kind of guy. Wow. Um, wow. And that role was Michael Douglas, who went on to win an Academy Award for his portrayal. He did. Apparently, Richard Gere started off much more active, so we're saying he seems really low. And mm-hmm. Gary Marshall says to him, uh, "No, no, no, Richard. In this movie, one of you moves and one of you doesn't. Guess which one you are." <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Richard decides to go into the city, and he grabs a car. He grabs Stucky's car, and Stucky's car is... A Lotus Spree. Now, a Lotus. Now, that's a British car, right? British car, just down the road. Just down the us. road from us. Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. Chapman was the guy. Sure. Uh, yeah. uh, and the ri- factory's still there today. Uh, obviously. Well, I don't know if obviously is the right word, but this wasn't the brand they wanted to go with at first. They oh, wanted okay. a Porsche or a Ferrari, but they both turned it down because they didn't want their car to be associated with soliciting prostitutes. <laughs> us Norwich folk Lotus <laughs> went we're okay with that because yeah. they were seeing like for Lotus this is about being on a feature film yeah. worldwide yeah. and uh, their sales of that model tripled between 1990 and 1991 there you go and, uh, and they have s- also got it massively appealing to women as well because they both get to drive the car they both get to drive the car and even the and we'll talk she even mentions minute, it yeah. she, 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 there's like a full like 60 second ad in the middle of this movie absolutely um, yeah. the company gave him a 1989 uh, 5 Esprit SE which was later sold and uh, Edward can't drive a stick, which I can relate to, <laughs> because neither can I. Um, I can. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one at this table who can't. Well, the virtual table who can't. The, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that, that's a nationality thing, though. That is a nationality yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he's just lazy. <laughs> I'll teach you one day. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, to great. be fair, you have been in the UK long enough. You could have learned. But... I don't want... I don't want don't, <laughs> so why would you need to? Okay. All dog, new tricks. All I'm going to take you out for a spin in my car. <laughs> and can we just say for a minute how great the songs are in this film? Brilliant. 
like as far as like licensed commercial music, yeah. fantastic choices. Yeah. And so this is the bit where we get the title credits and we get the I'll get over the you. I know I will. Now there's two meanings to I'll get over you. One could be like we're gonna break up and I'll emotionally get, get over you. you. The second one could be like in the story between a guy and a prostitute, yeah, I'll get, get over, over you. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know I will. <laughs> And she goes, you're the king of wishful thinking. <laughs> Pay me. It is interesting. Richard Gere gets top billing in this film. I, I can see why. That'll be, it'll be the last time that happens to Julia Roberts, I bet you. Yeah, I, I can. Besides I, like Hook. You know what I mean? Like if, if because this, I bet you in Runaway Bride, she gets top billing. Probably. Probably. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I just think so. At this point, she's the bigger star. This is, this is, um, his career starts going down from here. Though. He's starting to go down. But she starts to go up. He, so get, he gets understand. a renaissance later, which we'll talk about. I imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. the best role ever. But yeah. Um, and then there's an advert. I was bringing this up because you wanted to know. So there's this giant billboard on the side of one of the buildings, this guy yeah, in football right. pads and a baseball uh, bat. Because you, you can't miss him. His name is Bo Jackson. Oh, okay. And Bo Jackson was famous because he was playing at the same time professionally in Major League Baseball for the Kansas City Royals. Right. And he was playing in the NFL. He was wow. playing for, I don't know what the team was, but he was playing linebacker for, like, so on Sundays he'd go play football. And the rest of the week he'd go play baseball for the couple of months where the two seasons overlap. How crazy is that? It is. And he was like a massive star in both. Like, he wasn't just some guy who yeah, was in the yeah. roster. He was like an all-star in both sports. Wow. So for a while, he, so he, had this, he was this giant sports entertainment mogul kind of. He was everywhere. And he had this thing of Bono's. It was Bono's baseball, Bono's football, Bono's Pizza Hut. Like, just sort of throw you know, anywhere. I always want to know because you can't help but see him on that billboard. Yeah, he's always there. On that opening. And any time from that, t- anything that was filmed around that time had yeah. that billboard on it. Because I always thought to myself when I used to watch because I've watched this film many, many, many times. And I just think to myself, it's such a prominent view of him. You'd think to yourself, well, he must be somebody. But I didn't know who he was yeah. over here. So there we go. Ellie. I'm glad you told me. Julia Roberts does get top billing on Runaway Bride. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we assumed that. Yeah. But no, it's interesting because yeah, it really was. I went, wow, gear first. And not yeah. because, of course he is. Of course he is. But I'm just not used to seeing Julia Roberts not come first. Yeah. Um, and then we go from the highlights, the posh parts, to the lowlights. We get some very, very lowlights. And in the shots of the city at the very beginning, when we go to Vivian's motel, hotel that she sleeps in or whatever it is, uh, the T, E, and L on hotel are burned out, so yeah. all you get is ho yeah. as she sits there. <laughs> That's great. Um, and so now we meet Vivian Lewis by Julia Roberts, or more accurately, I think first we meet her body double. Because the first thing we're introduced to is a shot of her pelvis, and then we get a shot of her breasts, and then mm-hmm. we get a shot of her legs, and eventually we get around to her face. <laughs> um, as far as you want to talk face about... Her covered, isn't it? Her face, it's only just like her eye. Yeah. You see her putting mascara on. Yeah, that's all oh, we get. Okay, so it's yeah. very sexualized yeah, compartmentalization yeah. of who yeah, this woman yeah, yeah. is. And so, um, see, for us, this is wrapped, because we, we, you can't see a film again for the first time, which no, we talked no, about no, ad no. nauseum. And there's yeah. films we'll do, and I'll go, I wish I could have seen it for the first time. <laughs> Georgia, you did see this for the first time. So as far as character introductions, like, I'm going, oh, it's Julia Roberts and whatever. You're seeing this also, not just for the first time, but also through a 2020 lens. Yeah. So what was your perspective on this part? Also through a, I don't really have a clue who Julia Roberts is lens, um, because apparently my face blindness extends to women now as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I was kind of going, okay, she's, she looks, she looks good. Okay. 
that was that was about like, it. Literally, I the first really... shot are those like high weight, high hipped uh, like underwear. Uh, like it's that. Oh, oh, yeah, I was like, oh, she's some sort of prostitute. Yeah. Then, like that was. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a prostitute if you have underwear like that. Well, no, but that opening shot of like literally, if if we see your hips and you're wearing matching lingerie, I don't know if Ellie can attest to this, but like you don't wear matching lingerie unless you're going out on the pool. Like, I'm, wearing just... matching on... I'm wearing matching lingerie today and uh, it's locked down. So. <laughs> okay, well, so maybe I it's just me. Maybe it's just you. Maybe we, maybe we need a poll or something. But um, It makes me yeah. feel better. Okay, so Ellie, you've got your hand up. Besides um, feeling better. Uh... <laughs> besides my matching underwear. Um, yeah, so when I watched this for a, a couple of months ago, it was almost like watching it for the first time because there was a lot I'd forgotten. And I remember that this initial introduction to Julia Roberts made me feel really uncomfortable oh, Okay. Um, from that probably from that 2020 lens, I thought it was just really odd that the first thing we see of her is Enica's. Funny, see, I feel very comfortable with this scene. <laughs> <laughs> see, if I, if, I, if I was teaching this film, what I would tell my students, we, we don't watch Pretty One, but if I was, what I would say is, uh, the camera's already telling us, before anybody else does, it's telling us that we should be sexualizing Julia Roberts. Yeah, and it yeah. tells us to view her as a sexual object. And therefore, everything Richard Gere is guilty of, we're guilty of first. Yeah. And therefore, that lets us forgive Richard Gere in the end. And every other character who checks her out, because, oh my God, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. There is. Um, and then uh, we got lots of cross-cutting between her getting ready and Richard driving the car. And we got our second great song, which is, uh, you know, uh, you're a real wild, wild one, one. Wild one. <laughs> <laughs> She's a wild one. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'm a wild one. And as this happens... <laughs> Time limit on your singing. As this happens... Uh, there's uh, Julia Roberts, uh, Vivian, sticks her head out, and we see like someone not being able to pay their rent, and he, the super's like, yelling at them, like, I'm going to have to kick you out. Yeah. And I was like, pay attention to that guy. You did. Who was that guy? That's Larry Hankin. Larry Hankin was previously a guest on the Nick and Russ show. Was Real he? Nick and Russ, yeah. They had a wow. whole segment with him. And on top of that, um, he also played Mr. Heckles on Friends. I can the see that. I can broom. see that. I could have a cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does look familiar. And he also had a spot on, on, on Seinfeld. So we have another Seinfeld um, sort of link to this film oh, as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, a couple there. If you consider Julia Roberts was on Friends, we got Friends cameos all over the place in this <laughs> yeah. episode. Um, and Julia Roberts was in Friends. She has an she episode was, where yeah. she's opposite Chandler Bing, and she's traumatized because he pulled down her, her shorts or her skirt in class, and everyone called her Susie Underpants till she was 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember. It was a special. <laughs> so then she does the same to him by taking all his clothes off in the toilet, and he has to leave by taking the bathroom door off the stall and walking yeah, out yeah, yeah. covered by that. Okay. It was like season two. It's very early. Yeah. Um, and so um, for the part of Vivian Lewis, Gary Marshall wanted Karen Allen. Oh, Karen Do you know who Allen. Karen Allen is? Yeah, she was in a film with John Travolta. Blowout. Sure. I know her better from two other things. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Um, uh Oh, who was that? Was it uh, Robocop? No, no, that's not the one I know her from. I know her from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, yes. She's yeah. the female lead in that, and she's also the female lead in Scrooged. She is. She's opposite Bill Murray in that. She is. Now, she, so she was, at first I was like, who is this? And then I clicked them, and oh, okay, now I know who she was. But still, she is, uh, she's, she's, she's well into her 30s during this point. So it's, it's a different film. You don't get that bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, no, no, fresh no, no. off the... You get experience. Fresh off the bus. You have more like the world has worn her down. I think you lose something if you cast that. You get a key to Luca. Yeah. 
So Julia Roberts was far from the first choice for Vivian. Uh, it was offered to many successful A-list actresses. One of the big rumors, and I couldn't find a definitive, because I found interviews on both sides, where okay. she says, yes, I haven't, I haven't. Also red hair, big in the 80s, looking to grow up a little bit. We've covered one of her films previously. Nicole Kidman? No, another one where there was a famous shot of underwear, but it wasn't her underwear. Oh, it was the one from Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. No, I don't want her in that. <laughs> I, I don't think she can pull off anything no besides the pout. She no. needs to be smiley, not pouty. I wouldn't have believed her as a... No. No. Uh, she, I found interviews that said that she turned it down. I found interviews that said that she saw the script but didn't, wasn't sure if she got a firm offer. Uh so she says, I don't know what happened, but I think it makes a good Hollywood story, and that's why there's... She, said, she couldn't imagine anyone else for Julia Roberts in that role. But Disney Ro- Disney didn't want Julia Roberts. Disney wanted Meg Ryan. Yeah, I could see I that. can't... Meg I, Ryan is about the most innocent, like, she's like a kitten. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but she also has got a bit of sass to her. I mean, you look at her in Top Gun, she's a bit sassy a bit in that. sassy, but can you imagine, like, a shot of her, like, you know... It should just be too cute. She wouldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that opening bit where she's going to be prostitute. She wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do like Meg Ryan in there. Okay. I found something that said that Drew Barrymore auditioned for the role of Vivian. Mm, uh, I don't see that. But I'm calling that absolute BS because she was 14. So there's no yeah. way to let her in the room. No, 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 no. But someone who did get in the room, Winona Ryder. Wow. Yeah, but 19. And Gary Marshall went, you're a bit too young. Mm. You're a bit too the young. Age game. Why? By telling you who isn't in the movie? Exactly. You told us who's too young and who's too okay, old. Okay, Julia Roberts is older than 19 in the film, guys. <laughs> was which, anybody which, unsure about which that? Which I assumed. Um, Daryl Hannah turned it down. Oh. Which now, I, I would have no interest in Daryl Hannah. I like Daryl Hannah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ellie, you know who Daryl Hannah is. She was in Steel Magnolia. She's the one who gets all churchy. She was oh, yeah. also yeah. with Julia Roberts in that. Oh, Julia Roberts is in that. There's yeah. a link, yeah, because yeah. they were in Steel Magnolias. Yeah, I've only seen what's her name, Daryl Hannah. Splash is is that her name? Daryl Hannah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've only seen her in Steel Magnolias, though, so I, I can't imagine her in this role yeah. at all. It's very um, different. Diane Lane was very close to playing Vivian, but that's back when it was like the drug story and not like, oh, what it yeah, turned into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, and then I found some of said Sandra Bullock turned it down, and I'm going Sandra Bullock wasn't really much of anything. There's no, no way she turns this down. Nor no. do I think you. I have a hard time seeing her in the role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but J.F. Lawton, writer of original screenplay, has suggested the film was ultimately given the happy ending because of the chemistry between Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. I'm, I'm glad for that. Yeah. Yeah. And those are our two big casting choices. And so we get Vivian in her trademark look that she'll wear for most of the film, actually, in various compartments, where she's got the blue, like, lighter than denim sort of skirt. Yeah. And she's got, like, it's attached by, like, this circular hoop in the yeah. middle to, like, a tank top. And this cap and this red coat. And the red coat that she wears in the film was bought for $30 from a movie usher in the street just before filming because they forgot mm. to get her a coat. <laughs> just think what's worth now. <laughs> oh, I have no, a huge money. I think, I think, I'll argue this, I think the coat works. I don't think this look works at all. No. I like the look on the poster. Yeah. Why didn't they use that costume in the film? I don't know. Oh. It's um, a very prostitute hooker type look. That's what it is. But it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Mm. I guess you need to believe that she's the ugly duckling. 
and this also, is what she helps. needs to she needs to have a transformation if she, yeah. she looks half yeah. decent in the beginning yeah. and it doesn't do anything yeah. and we get this guy who just walks across the street and he's like welcome to hollywood what's <laughs> your dream everybody comes to hollywood has a dream i love this guy i love this guy too and you bookend the film with it to get the idea that this is hollywood anything can happen anything, anything does this is just another day in hollywood it's a magical place yeah uh which is then immediately bookended or juxtaposed with there's been a murder Yes. And we have a detective uh, checking out the murder. And Liam, you picked up who the detective was instantly. Hank Azaria? Hank Azaria from yeah. uh, Monk Simpsons. Things, The Simpsons. Ellie, you might recognize him from The Birdcage. Which one is he in? He's the, uh, he's, the, he's the servant who lives with them, who's all like, you know, wearing high heels and can't do it without the high heels. He's oh, yeah. in Godzilla. <laughs> I, he was. He was. He was, wasn't he? Um, he was in Mystery Men. He's very, very yeah, good. Yeah, he, he's very good. He's prolific. This is his feature film debut. Wow. And if you go in, this feels really, if you're going, oh, right, there was like a big cocaine angle at the start, because that's from yeah. the original script. Uh, like, this was supposed to be a much different yeah, yeah, side. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it just feels tonally, though. It feels completely out of place now in it, this film. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So um, we've got that. And then, uh, oh, except for this, this couple from Orlando who are taking pictures of the dead body. <laughs> yeah. And then we meet Kit. Nothing's changed today, is it? <laughs> and Kit plays, played by Laura Sanji and Como. Yeah. And if she looks like a poor, a poor man's Demi Moore, it's because she is. Demi Moore was turned down this role. Oh, And okay. it feels like a Demi Moore or Laurie Petty. This yeah, is like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. a role, isn't it? Laurie Petty, who played Kit in I'd, The League of Their Own. I'd love to have seen Laurie Petty. In she'd this. have been good in this. She would. Yeah, she'd have been really good in this. Yeah. Because I, I felt Kit was a little bit of a weak point in mm. this movie. I'm not being funny as well. I always thought that, you know, she was going nowhere. Who, Kit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll talk about that with you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the original plans, Vivian was supposed to be addicted to cocaine. And part of the deal of staying the week with Richard was she couldn't do drugs during the week. And at the end of the uh, movie, Vivian was supposed to find Kit had overdosed on drugs while Vivian was away for the week with Edward. Ah. Uh, so a lot of I these things that. get slightly attributed more to Kit now. Because and also, there's a throwback later, isn't there, of the whole drug taking thing, isn't there? Uh, that we're going to come to. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, kids spend the money for rent on drugs, and like, like, I'm sorry, but Vivian forgives her way too quickly. Yep. Way too quickly. You spent my rent money on 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 drugs. It's like, oh well, we'll be mad for ninety seconds, and the movie needs us to be friends again. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we get that bit there where Kit explains that it was her that kind of gave Vivian a place to stay in the first place, and helped her well, not gonna have a place to stay anymore <laughs> theoretically helped her to <laughs> get into her profession yeah then um she kind of owes her so it was more likely to forgive her maybe i don't know if it speaks to this sort of cycle or circle of like um obligation i owe you and you owe him and everybody owes everybody mm-hmm. and therefore no one gets out yeah exactly um and she goes to kit don't you want to get out of here and then kids like, where do you want to go <laughs> like it's a dead end right uh, and then we fo- do find out there's a pimp called Carlos who's willing to let her work off the money if she wants. Um, and so we get that uh, Richard oh, Richard's gears in front of uh, this house with like trash cans. I said, "Can you tell me how to get to Beverly Hills?" And you hear, "Oh, you've made it! This is Sylvester Stallone's, Stallone's house. house." If you listen carefully, that's Gary Marshall. Do you know what? Yeah. I, hear I thought you, I thought you picked up on it because yeah. you sort of say in the lines back. I went, he's so going to get this. Yeah, yeah. Because Gary Marshall's got a very distinct voice. He does, and he does a lot of guest appearance and cameos and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah. 
And so uh, here comes the pickup. Just before Richard comes around the corner, um, Kit's like, we could go work for Carlos. And then she's like, no, we don't do that. Kit's like, yeah, you're right. We don't do that. <laughs> like, I, basically, we need this conversation to happen in the movie. So let's just say it and yeah. don't mean it. So we say who, we say when, we say how much. Yeah. Julia Roberts picks up It's a Lotus instantly, which for someone living in California in a world without the internet, that's saying something mm-hmm. to know about this little car from Norwich. Yeah. Um, at which point Kit says, you look hot tonight. You look hot tonight. You should go. You should go for it. Take care of you. Take care of you. My question is, if Kit approaches the car instead of Julia Roberts, what kind of film are we watching? A different film. <laughs> the first film. Does she, even get, <laughs> does she even get into the car? No. Probably not. No, 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 no. You need that naivety. Worst case scenario, she gets back to the hotel and then after she's had a strawberry, she gets kicked out. I think... I don't think she makes it into the room. I don't. I don't think she looks pathetic enough to be invited in. No. Yeah. I agree. But as she's approaching, I can still hear the voice in my head. Kit's just going, work it. (laughs) Work it. it. Work it, baby. And he wants directions. (laughs) And again, if this is a world of sat-navs, this never happens. Mm -hmm. So uh, five bucks, ten bucks. And for 20 bucks, she will show along. He goes, you can't charge me for directions. He goes, I can do anything I want to, baby. I ain't lost. (laughs) I ain't lost. Great line. And then we pause for a Lotus car commercial. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) It's four cylinders at corners (laughs) like it's on rails. Um, we find out Richard's first car was a limousine, and Vivian is from Georgia, and she brings this up only because she really is from Georgia, and they weren't convinced that her accent would disappear fully. <laughs> so they went, if we wow. say she's from Georgia in the backstory, if she slips into the accent, we can get away with it. Oh, that's clever. Which I thought was clever. That is clever. So um, she, he asked her, have you ever driven a Lotus? She goes, no. He goes, well, you're going to start now. And she goes, fasten your seatbelt. I'm going to take you for the ride of your life. <laughs> Which, considering she's a prostitute, I did wonder, has she used this line before? Yeah. But you notice the way she drives like she's stolen it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know how... I gotta, okay, let's talk about this. So they're talking kind of about the tools of a trade and going, well, how much do you make for what you do? And they're just having a, just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes, $100 an hour, $100 an hour. He says, that seems pretty stiff. At which point, she puts her hand in his lap and says, no, but it's got potential. And he doesn't even flinch. Not cool. <laughs> no. Just Can I go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Stuck. stuck. <laughs> is, is any singular thing Stucky does as bad as this? Mm. Yeah. But, he, he picked up a prostitute off the street. Not Stucky. That's not Stucky. That's Richard. No. That's, that's yeah. Lewis. Yeah, but he's only asking for directions. He's not actually he's, he's not actually picking her up. He's asked her for directions. Yeah. This is but what he has asked her for. It's her job, isn't it? Mm. No. He's he's asking for directions. He's not he's not staying the night with her. The agreement yeah, they have made is I will no, the agreement I have made is I will pay no the agreement has been made is I will pay you twenty dollars for directions. Yeah. That is the engagement they're under at this point. She doesn't have the right to then go ahead and grab his groin. <laughs> But yeah. you know what? The whole we, we forgive her instantly because, instantly because she smiles and we yeah. go, she's hot. And because that's 1990 logic, might it even be 2020 logic? I don't know. Mm. But it, it, I'm. Yeah, I agree. Like Stucky puts his Stucky puts his at the polo match. Let's start. Yeah, let's yeah, leave yeah, it the polo yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. But he puts his oh, no, finger. Hang on. Stucky is the one that straight up tries yes. to rape her at yes. the end. But Stucky, in the end, Stucky, but Stucky, not to get Stucky puts his finger down her arm at the polo match, and we're supposed to go, you're a horrible man. Yeah, she slimy. Fla- she flat out looks like sexually violates Richard Gere in the opening scene. Yeah. But because she's pretty, we go, oh, 
They're going to oh, get I together. And because we're on her side. I don't like this person. Oh, well, see, this, maybe that's the difference in the time frame, but I think there's a, def- there's a definite thing there. Yeah. Um, we get to the Beverly Wilshire, which was the Ambassador Hotel, and sadly, it's now torn down. Oh. Because I'd love to go check that out. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just like replay all the scenes. I want to, I want to go see Barney. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could, we could go and just like cosplay it up. I'll be, I'll be Barney. <laughs> I'll be Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> I can look all proud of you. Like, You've got the red hair. It'll work out. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, and she's decided she's going to take the bus. Yeah. And I question her business plan at this point. Because yeah, you made twenty bucks by taking them rather than ten bucks for directions. How long is it going to take you to get all the way back to where you were? Because LA is big. It is, and they always say people walk nowhere in LA. Yeah, because it's it's so far. It's mm. such a big city, just like just like land wise. It's not like it's New York where there's so many blocks and you're kind of where you need to be. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think she's really not thought this through unless she's that confident she was going to land Richard. Exactly. Mm. Is this Edward? I keep calling him Richard. Edward. Edward. Yeah. Edward. Um, and so I don't think she did. So I don't think she did. I think she just kind of, I don't know I what just, it was. Yeah, I don't. And so the doorman has never seen a prostitute before because he is staring her down. Uh-huh. And then she gets in the hotel with him because he says, come on, come on up. I'll, 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 I'll rent you for a, a bit. <laughs> and that she's never seen a hotel before. And she he gives her this coat, right, to cover her up. But then he missed the most important part, which is do the coat up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like she just comes across like a flasher in this thing. Um, they get to the elevator where we meet, and this is the reason why she don't have the coat done up. <laughs> yes, um, and we meet Dennis. I like Dennis. Dennis the doorhop in, in like a little small role. Yeah, yeah. Dennis the bellhop. bellhop. Dennis the elevator guy. Elevator, right, yeah. Uh, Vivian does the. This is the bit where her southern accent definitely comes into it. Where she mm. goes, "Well, color me happy. There's a, ca- a bench in here for two. There's a sofa in here for two. And she like puts her leg like right up on the thing. And you said part of your you, you had some issues at this point, Liam, with the film because yeah, because uh, in the early days in the opening scenes, we're told that you know this is new to her. You know, she's a bit fragile. She's not so sure about stuff. And like half the movie, she goes back to this fragile state. Yeah, and then she comes into the hotel, and all of a sudden, she's this experienced hooker who knows everything and, and has no shame. Yeah, yeah, and pushing boundaries, and it's just weird. No, I felt a little bit inconsistent. I'll be yeah, honest with you there. Yeah. Uh, anybody else want to weigh in on that? I thought she gave us her backstory later on in the film and explains that initially she'd been... Well, no, but Vivian gives us... Sorry, not Vivian. Kit gives us the whole, you moved here and I taught you how to do this. And yeah. She's saying, remember, take care of you. Don't do this. She's obviously still new on the job. New to the job, yeah. And you see her seem kind of fragile in some capacities. I, I never saw it as that. I thought it was more just Kit's her friend and she's telling her to be safe as... You always would. No, because no, but say Kit, that, Kit gives her a lecture about yeah. who got you in here, who showed you the rules of the tricks. Who... Well, yeah, because she's lecturing her about taking the money for the drugs. So Kit's fighting back. It doesn't mean it was recent. Okay. I, I, think, I, was... I think there's a reference in there that do yeah. say that she's new to the game. Like, 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 like even even Vivian doesn't tell the other girl to push off their spot. That's Kit, the older yeah, one who yeah, has yeah. to do that, the one who's got a reputation. No one knows Vivian because the, the other one says to her, "She's new." Yeah, she's new. Yeah, yeah, so, she's new. But 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 but, but uh, I'm old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she is new. Yeah, the fifty year old hooker told us that <laughs> when she was fighting with. She was old. That hooker. She was. I think she was fifty, but she was getting close to forty. <laughs> um, oh, ancient, clearly. Well, when you're surrounded by, when you're by, by Ju- anyway, okay, here's another thing. Julia Roberts isn't 40, guys. <laughs> so she's not 19, 19 and she's 40. Not 40. Um, and so, um, 
Dennis the doorman, as they get out, like everybody in this hotel is just like checking her out. And his eyes even drop down to her backside, but she's wearing a giant coat. Yeah. So what do you see? And there's nothing you see. No. Uh, um, we get into the penthouse and we find out very quickly that Edward's afraid of heights. Uh, within a couple of minutes, Julia Roberts has pulled out all of her condoms she has in her disposal. Including, Again. Including one that she's like, and this one is the champion, condom champions. Nothing's getting through this sucker. And but my thought is. Packet. My th- oh, it's not? <laughs> no, <laughs> I was like, getting dinner. definitely got holes in it. Okay. Like, <laughs> Here, here's my question, though. If you have one condom, like, this is the one. Nothing's getting through this sucker. Shouldn't that be the only, only condom one. you yeah. carry on you is that model? <laughs> exactly. Just a thought. Um, and she goes, well, you're, uh, it's a buffet of safety. She goes, I'm a safety gal. <laughs> and she's really cute in some of these moments. She, she really, is. really is. She is. But she wants to instigate. like, And she's so clumsy at it mm. and i'm guessing the guys who she's with just want to kind of just get down to get, it. get down to it and be done and then yeah. she's back on the road on the street time is 20 money. minutes later right <laughs> yeah um there's 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 a doorbell and they both jump up or stand up from where they're sat down and they're so close they're almost like they're about to kiss and it's such a tight two shot of the mm. two of them and it's supposed to make you go, they're going to be a couple at the end. Yeah. In case you missed the movie poster and the trailer and all these sorts of things. Uh-huh. But he goes, room service. And Vivian goes ahead and helps. And then the guy's staring at her for the first time. Someone's staring at her, not sexually. And she goes, what are you looking at? I oh, know. Crazy. And she forgot the tip. <laughs> so at this point, Vivian says, can I take my boots off? This was kind of an ad lib because the boots were hurting her feet. Oh, cool. So when she sits down and takes the boots yeah, off, yeah. just because she's like, okay, I can't do the scene. Any, I'll tell you what. I'll do the scene sitting down. And they kind of work, work their way through that. Uh, they get strawberries and champagne. And he doesn't drink, but it's the best. And this is Richard. It's the best. She keeps rushing him. So he finally goes, fine. How much for the night? And she goes, you couldn't afford me. And you said to me at this point, was it? Did you say this? Maybe that was it. What? But the idea being, why does this get said? Clearly, he can, he can afford yes, this. Yes, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's because... It's just like a challenge to drive the price up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how much that you couldn't afford me? Yeah, want to bet? And now you can do big a number as you want because he's got to prove he can afford it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and the problem is it's like when you put something for sale on eBay or anything. Like if you put it on, um, oh, back home, I think it's called Gumtree. Uh, what's it called over? Is Gumtree here? Is yeah, it's Gumtree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something else back home. Craigslist or something like that. Okay. And you put like a washing machine up or something like that and you put it on for 100 bucks, and like someone phones you that day and says, I want it. And two more people phone, is it gone? Is it gone? And you went, shoot. Yeah. Should have gone 150. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes, done. She's like, oh, okay. And so she then goes to the bathroom and he comes in thinking she's doing drugs. Yeah. Which is a reference from earlier. Yes. Originally, this was yeah. the deal. He finds yeah, her yeah, with yeah. drugs. And this is part of the story then. And then their deal is if you stay the week, no, no, no cocaine. Yeah. But it's floss. And everybody sort of gets embarrassed, and out they go. I like how it's floss because you know Judah Roberts does have some teeth. She does have some teeth. <laughs> um, and so I guess at this point we cut to the point where she's on the floor watching "I Love Lucy." Yeah. Now she's been there for hours theoretically while Richard's been doing his business with champagne and nothing else to do. Uh-huh. I call BS that she is not plastered. I would be. And she's been necking them. She's been, yeah. She ain't been just sipping like, them. Strawberries aren't soaking that up. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> that fermentum. I, I don't know what it is that she's watching. I know you just... It's I Love, I love Lucy. Lucy. But, but she is absolutely laughing her head off at this. And it is the least funny thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I Love Lucy is a tro- is like classic American comedy. Yeah, I've never found it. I've never found it that funny myself. I don't. But Lucille Ball... It's a generational Ball, thing, isn't it? Lucille Ball is unique in that she's a woman doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. not many people would rather be comedians. Yeah. 
Um, but I found a note. Now, I looked for this because I found this note all over the place. And it says, in order to achieve genuine laughter, Gary Marshall had to tickle Robert's feet out of camera range to get her to laugh <laughs> so hysterically. But her feet are in almost every shot of that sequence. Hmm. So I don't know if they dubbed over laughter from other shots on top of her because her mouth's moving. And we yeah, can see yeah. her feet. But anyway, I found that. And I really want it to be true. So I yeah. hope it is. Yeah. Uh, and then Richard gets up and moves his seat across from her. And basically he's going, okay, you're on the clock now. And she gets it. Yeah. And um, the first thing she does is she uh, does some shin play. <laughs> yeah. She like, puts her hand up inside his trouser leg and like, massages his shin. Mm-hmm. And, he doesn't like that. And then um, we see her head disappear out of the frame and he just looks relaxed and that's kind of where we cut the scene there. <laughs> uh, but he does, she goes, what do you want? So she goes, what, is he, what do you want? He goes, what do you do? She goes, everything except for kiss on the mouth. It's yeah. too personal, which is going to be an important plot point later yeah, on. Yeah. I think those words have different meaning in 2020 than 1990. Yeah. Not the kiss on the mouth, but I do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think uh, you need a few more caveats today. <laughs> she have a lift. <laughs> Who's this, tickling this, my this. feet? <laughs> um, and so the next morning... Um, we get up, he sees that she's got red hair, she's sleeping, but there's a spread, like there's a nice spread out for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of hungry at the moment, so I've got my notes. I kind of want to spend the night with Richard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with Edward, because, uh, but then he goes, I ordered you everything on the menu. And there's like four things. Yeah, there's hardly anything. There's like one egg with two strips of bacon is yeah. one of them. I'm like, and pancakes, is I'm it? Like, yeah, like, I'm like, this is not the greatest breakfast selection in the world. No. Yet. And he meant like every kind of thing. So it was like know. some savory hot food, some sweet hot food, and then some cereal or something. Um, Richard, we find out Richard buys companies, breaks them up, and then sells them. And uh, she asks, how do you, far do you go in high school? And he goes, all the way, which is a nice sexual double entendre. All the way, me. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then, Liam, you noticed that at some point there's a continuity error in yeah. the scene. Yeah, she's eating a croissant, and then all of a sudden she's eating a pancake. I noticed that. Did you? That. It's like, yeah. come on. So what? Because she like also she bit the pancake and then she and then it cuts and then she bites it again and it's exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And so she goes to the bath and it's one of the two bath scenes we get in the movie. And um, he comes in and she's singing Prince, <laughs> we, which is great. Scene, yeah. That's how I learned that song. Yeah. So it wasn't until years later I actually heard the actual track, and I just knew know it from Julia <laughs> Roberts. And so she's got her eyes closed the whole oh, time yeah. as well. And she goes, "Don't you just love Prince?" And he goes, "More than life itself." Um, and this is the negotiation. He says, I need someone to be at my beck and call, which is a nice callback to the exact same words from earlier. Yeah, exactly. He says, I don't need any romantic hassles this week. Mm -hmm. I like her response to beck and call. I'll be your, I guess I suppose I can be your beck and call call girl. girl. I'll call girl. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so they start negotiating. And so he wants 2,000. And she goes, no, no, no. That's six days, eight, 300. She goes, yeah, but you want want days as well as nights. It's going to be more. She wants four. Uh, she goes back to three. He says, done. done. And then she goes, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she laughs. And um, sinks into the bath. The original title of this movie was supposed to be $3,000. Was it? Yeah. I ain't got the same ring. Oh, okay. oh see, Julia Roberts and in Richard Gere in $3,000. <laughs> What's your dream? What? <laughs> the... I ain't got the same ring. It kind okay. of, that it's also dangerous in that it kind of makes it all about the money. Yeah. And as Jesse J told me, it's not about the money. No. No. Oh, but this film is like, hey, it's okay. Once you're rich, you can do anything. That's the best thing you can be. There is that. Yep. 
Um, so the bathtub scene where Vivian singing Shit, had Mom. so much detergent in it to make the thick bubbles that it rinsed the red dye out of Julia Roberts' hair. Wow. Made me sad to realize she wasn't a natural redhead. Yeah, and me. I was kind of hoping she was. Oh. Yeah, no. Uh, she had to have her hair re-dyed later that night. Oh. Uh, not, the- not as red as mine, though. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, for anybody who's... Uh, well, you can't see him. Uh, Liam's kind of got like a Raggedy Andy thing going on here today. I don't know what that means. Raggedy, you don't know what Raggedy Ann or Raggedy Andy doll no. are? Oh, really? No. I'll show you a picture afterward. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, so second time I made that reference today, I would have thought you would have asked me the first time. <laughs> and we weren't on air and I could have shown you. <laughs> no idea. Um, during the scene where Julia Roberts, oh, I said that already, hang on. Oh, no, I did So ju- during this scene, when she slides down and dunks her head on the bubbles, Julia Roberts comes up at the end of the take and everyone's left. Really? All the actors, all the cameramen, she's in the room by herself. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so she's offered $3,000 in 1989. Today, that's worth $6,400 US or 4,800 pounds. Mm. And it kind of creates, the minute you put a number on this, does it kind of create that indecent proposal moment? Yeah, it does. Where you start it? going to yourself, would I do that for 4,800 yeah. pounds? Oh, definitely. That's oh, <laughs> 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 oh, and the clothes. Yeah, you get to keep clothes. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, the three grand and the And wardrobe. the fancy food that you get to eat all week. Yeah. And the champagne. Okay. And the fancy hotel and the nice bath. And the Lotus to drive. <laughs> I'm very curious what you think the moral of the story is later, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just went, yep. I would, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this is where he says, I would have stayed for 2000 Uh He says, I would have paid four. four yeah. She needs a dress. That's left for later. And then we get a great bit where he's about to leave, and she says to him, Baby, I'm going to treat you so nice, you're not going to want to let me go. <laughs> he just goes, $3,000, six nights, six nights, and I promise I will let you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And then she runs to the bedroom and has like a, a bit of an orgasm while she's chanting how much money she's about to make. Yeah. Because she just starts like punching the bed and going, $3,000. Do you think, because... She says $100 an hour, right? Yeah. Do you think that's a joke to her? She's not normally charged that much. No, I think she's basing it based on what the car is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like poker in the yeah, sense, yeah, with yeah. A pun not intended. Uh, it's kind of like poker where... It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of like poker where like yeah. you go, how much money can I get from this person without scaring them off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's not so much about playing the hands, it's about playing the person you're up against and yeah, going, yeah. what can I do here? And also needing $200 as soon as possible. So yeah. that's yeah. just a client each or whatever, isn't it? So, um, so then she phones Kit. And when Vivian calls Kit to tell her that Edward's hired her for the week, Kit is shown curled up in bed with a Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal, a reference to the Disney roots of the film. Yeah. Um, there's something at the end. I'll get to that later. But Kit's also drinking a big gulp. What's that? A big gulp. It's like a giant, like, it's like a, it's a 7-Eleven on the side of it. Oh, okay. It's like a liter and a half of pop in like a cup, and you just go and you get it for like 99 cents at 7-Eleven. Oh, okay. And I'm telling you, man, um, <laughs> it's cheaper than drinking water. It really is. You really? go to 7-Eleven, you just, gr- oh, it's insane. Wow. A big value for money. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's like six cans of, it's like six cans in this, in this one wow. cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like fizzy fountain pop with ice and oh, it's just lovely. <laughs> like I mean, it kills you your know kidneys what? and your and your blood sugar and all that stuff. I discovered while I was over in America, root beer. Oh, root beer is great. I love root beer. Do they have root beer over here? No root beer. Oh no, Liam, is you're there, wrong. Is, I've tried it. It's gross. Oh, is, I love it. Is there root beer at McDonald's? Because the first yeah. time I ever had root beer was yeah, at a McDonald's in York. Oh, I didn't. I did not over here. I didn't have it. Oh no, I definitely oh, had it in York. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. It was, it was my in, first maybe. time. Maybe in the eighties they tried it for a bit. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Very nice. So, uh, and then we meet Barney, because Vivian's headed to a, a Rodale Drive, and Barney, played by Hector Elizondo, uh, and Richard Gere and Hector Elizondo both appeared in American Gigolo together, oh. where Gere played a male escort prostitute. And that's funny, because we, that we didn't get mentioned, nor do you hear about that enough. So it's like you play something you already know, but we flip the script a little bit. Yeah. And now he's the uptight rich guy, and he's looking for a prostitute. That's a bit, that's a bit poetic, well, actually. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, and, and, and Elizondo plays the police chief in that. But Disney told Gary Marshall there was no money available for Hector Elizondo. So Gary Marshall said, fine, I'll pay him out of my pocket. And did. Oh, good And lad. then Disney finally went, all right, fine, and gave, and gave Gary Marshall his money back. I'm not being funny. This film, it's so much better with him. Totally different film if he's not in it. Yeah, exactly. Totally different yeah, film. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. And if, I don't know if you noticed, he's the only guy who when she walks by, his eyes don't drop. Yeah. He never checks her out. That's because he's a true gentleman and a wonderful person. He's a father-like figure to him. Yes, and this is a movie all about daddy issues. Yeah, this yeah. movie's all about daddy issues. Uh-huh. Um, so let me go to Rodale Drive, and she goes <laughs> She goes into this one shop, the shop that she'll come back to. Yeah. And she goes, are you looking for something? She goes, well, no. She goes, yes, okay, I'm looking for something. Something conservative, which is so funny considering yeah, yeah. what she's coming. And the whole time she's walking up, like everybody's checking her out. And mm-hmm. she's oblivious to the fact that everyone's checking her out. Yeah. And he goes, how, I like this one. How, how much is it worth? She goes, oh, it's very expensive. What do you think? Oh, it's very expensive. And she goes, look, I got money to spend. And they go, no, please leave. And I'm like, okay, if I'm a salesperson here, what is your worth? Unless, unless you see, and we didn't see this, unless you see other customers who are getting offended and leaving. Yeah. What is the rationale mm-hmm. to kick her out of the shop? Exactly, there is none. Because when she says, I have money, at the very least, aren't you going, cool, let me sell you something, yeah. get some money out of you, and then you can leave. Mm-hmm. I do not understand this. Unless they thought her money wasn't legit or something. Dirty money. Dirty. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I'll tell you what, though. The blonde in this one, behind the cashier desk, I like her. I do. I do, yes, her eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then she leaves, and the music gets really sad. And um, she's downtrodden. She coat covers herself with a coat. Yeah, the red coat, doesn't she? Yeah, Maybe she should have tried that the first time out. She might have got there. Um, and she, she covers herself. Yeah, and she's really aware of her body all of a sudden mm-hmm. now. And she goes back in, and she meets uh, Hector. She meets uh, Barney. 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 And he's great because he pulls her into the office and he goes, what's your name? She goes, what do you want it to be? And he says, don't play with me, young lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like she's been sent to the principal's office. Yeah, here. and he's worn his pants. But, but rather than be the yelly guy, he's just the, 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 the shoot straight kind of guy. Absolutely. And he's going, now, if you're here with Mr. Lewis, who's a friend of ours, we must assume that that would make you uh... – and she leans in. <laughs> he goes, relative? <laughs> she goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that would make you his – and it's almost like she's actually asking the question. Yeah. She goes – Niece? I like goes, how she moves yeah. down with it. He goes, of course. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm assuming that once Mr. Lewis goes, we won't see you, you around here anymore. For instance, I assume you have no other uncles here. And she goes, no. he, goes, he goes, excellent. <laughs> then we understand each other. And he says, you need to get a dress. She goes, no, that's what? And she like, grabs like all this, like, I don't know what she was doing with this money. She just grabbed it in like a ball and had like rubber bands because she pulls I, it out and it's like, just like, conf- oh, it was weird. I quite like She's this. She's not bit. used to handling so much. Yeah, money, so much money. It's just like I have all this money. What can? It was like. Uh, it was like, please, sir, may yes. I have some more? Do you know what I mean? It was like, what do you do with it? Well, he hops on the phone, and she thinks he's calling the cops. Says, "Tell him I said hi." Yeah, and he goes, "Ladies, where, please, Bridget." Bridget. <laughs> And then we go to Vivian meeting Bridget. And within two seconds, she's nice to her for like two seconds. And Vivian's like, I got to tell some shit. 
You know what, Bridget? He's not really my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> they never are, they dear. They never are, dear. You're oh. size six. <laughs> How do you know it's my it's my job? <laughs> but, uh, but she obviously had a thing for Hector. I mean, um, that was a nice. Barney. And I, I don't mind. We didn't pay it off. I don't mind. Yeah, that. yeah. Just, just, just let it be there. That's, that's totally okay. Yeah. Um, and like he's because he's cool with her. Yeah, Bridget's cool with Vivian too. And you know? she comes up to, um, she comes up to Barney when she gets back in. She's so proud. I know. Right? I got a dress and shoes too, but then realizes I don't know. Oh, she tells Barney he's cool, which was great. Yeah. And then she comes back to him and says, "It didn't fit." He goes, "No." And it's the idea. I don't know how to use. I don't know how to do dinner. I love this scene. And so they break it down. They're in, they're in the like one of the private dining rooms, and he's given her instructions two times, three times, four times. Yeah. So four times is dinner, four, three, three times is salad, salad, and two is yeah. dessert. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and so they go for um, – and, and this scene is later used again and rehashed in a film called Mother's Day. Yeah. When she enters a little diner. And he walks over as a, uh, a servant or waiter or yeah. something and asks her, you know, the same thing. And he says, do you know how to use the forks? <laughs> and she says, yes, I've been taught. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. If you, I, if I, you know I, I, I love that. I love that. Just that one little scene. And uh, they go to the bar and he's supposed to meet her at the bar. And Richard hasn't been smartened up, but the, the whole niece thing is a lie. She goes, your niece? The woman who's staying with you? He goes, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Goes there, and they've got her out of focus for a minute. So he looks around, and then he looks back again. She's looking at him, and then finally comes into contact. And he walks up to her. And we kind of said, and I've always felt this, didn't like the black dress that nah, much. No, I didn't like it. Didn't like the neckline. Bridget, what are you doing? Yeah. Yep. Ladies, yeah. you liked it? It's a lovely dress. Okay, apparently uh, we're wrong here. No. I don't like the neck choker no. thing that attached to the dress. It was weird. Because she's quite tall herself, I yep. didn't really do her favors. Yep. It just didn't, just didn't sit right. Um, but we're outvoted. Well, I'm outvoted. Well, I don't know. It's I, a draw. Someone, I've never worn a dress, so maybe I should I don't have draw, the right to it. Georgia and I have more of a say in whether it's a nice dress, I guess. Also, <laughs> you're a liar. You have worn a dress you did in panto. It wasn't really a dress. It was like a like a burlap sack. A bit. Uh, oh, a couple of dresses, I suppose. But yeah, I'm not going to comment. It's a bit different on that. <laughs> uh, then we go to uh, the restaurant. Oh, before that, she she goes, "You're late." He goes, "You're stunning." She goes, "You're forgiven." <laughs> Say, "I'm pretty," and it all goes away. Oh, I know. It's a fairy tale ending. Uh, then we meet James Morse at the, at the at the restaurant, and this is Ralph Bellamy, who was in, amongst other things, Trading Places. Trading Places, yeah. Uh, he has a cameo in Coming to America. Yes, uh, he this does. This is the last film he does before he dies. Oh. Yeah. So, and I thought he was really good in this. Yeah, I do. I thought as the, as the kind of crotchety, but like good yeah. old man, I liked him in this. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And then she goes, should I, should I order for it? She goes, to, as soon as he sits down, she goes, I have to go to the ladies' room. <laughs> it's like you couldn't like go on the way, like on the, just sit down at the lobby and before we sit down? I guess. Uh, he goes, should I order for you? And she goes, yeah. Oh, I mean, please do so. Is this just my fair lady? Mm. Absolutely. When you get yeah. to the polo scene. But this is just my fair lady, right? We're going to take someone who's common yeah, 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 yeah. and we're going to transform her. Now, there's some machinations that are different. We're going to make it about prostitution and $3,000, but it's still my fair lady. Yeah. And then eventually they will split and eventually they will come back to each other. Yeah. It's my fair lady. It is. Okay. I've not seen it. My fair prostitute. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> when you see my fair lady, you can go, okay, I've seen this. It's this, this is pretty woman. <laughs> except for you don't have the, I'm getting married in the morning. <laughs> That's a great bet. Um, and so uh, the old man, uh, James Morse, is so kind to her because he says, I can't figure out which fort to use either. And they both pick it up and yeah. eat it with their hands. 
And then we transition. Dinner's over, and there's escargot. And uh, she goes, what's going on? He goes, well, I ordered this for you. He goes, you'll like it. Eat it. And I'm like, whoa. Ooh, yeah. whoa. <laughs> Careful here. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> I know, right? Didn't he say try it? He's, no. Well, he says try it, but then he says eat it. Yeah, it's a bit. It's, it's not, I'm, I'm not saying he goes, eat it. I'm not saying that. No. But he's like, you'll like it. Eat it. It's somewhere in the middle of those. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she tries to, to crack it open or something, and it slips out. And the guy, the waiter, catches it. Yeah, he should and be on a goes, baseball team. She goes, slip little sucker. She says, it happens all the time. The same guy is cast to do the exact same line in The Princess Diaries 2. Really? Yeah. <laughs> which I've, I knew I recognized it. Which, which I've never seen. I've never seen either. But I saw that piece of, of, of stuff in my research Crazy and went, well. I want to see it now. And went, that's cool. Uh, the sh- guy that Queen Clarice falls in love with. Well, Excellent. sure. You heard it here first. <laughs> yep. He would go on. I hope it's the same universe. He would go on to marry Queen Clarice or to fall in love with Queen Clarice. Yeah. Hello, Clarice. Have you noticed on a lot of um, Netflix played by, movies? Played by um, Thingy. What's her face? Julie Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed on a lot of Netflix movies, they put other movies in the movies? Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? They lean on your knowledge yeah, of the yeah, films. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we go back and um, Richard Gere, Edward Lewis, is not happy with how the meeting went, so he goes downstairs and she waits for him for a bit and finds phones and is always at the bar. She goes down to the bar and Richard Gere is, Edward Lewis, I should say, is playing the piano. Or maybe I shouldn't because, as you said, Liam. Richard Gere is an accomplished pianist. Yep, and he is playing that song. Yeah. And more than that, he composed that piece of music. Yep. Which I thought was cool. Oh, I thought it was well cool. That's very cool, yeah. According to the director's DVD commentary, the piano sounds that happened during the lovemaking scene uh, had to be dubbed in because Julia Roberts <laughs> just hits random notes and it was like a, a, like a hot mess. <laughs> so they put like still discordant sounds, but, you know, not as off-putting as the one she was hitting. Um, she just kind of falls back and kind uh, of just lays there. Yeah, I like this scene. You like the scene? I do. I found it to be very unsexy. Did you? I did. Yeah, also, I agree. I'd say partly it's really sexy, and then part of it oh. is just like, what? How does that physically work? Also, like, I like, like imagine like having to play that piano the next day. And what <laughs> happens on top of it? See, I, this is, that was I'm, what my brain was going. I was like, yeah. who's cleaning this piano? Like, like, like Richard Gere tickled the <laughs> ivories, and then who <laughs> <laughs> tickles the ivories? <laughs> tickled all sorts. Uh, Both hands. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, uh, I, you need some COVID level cleaning on this piano when it's done. I like this. Song. Oh, I see. I I always think it's if it was if it was the piano in his room. I just like I the get fact, it. It's I the fact th- that it's a communal piano in a communal space. Because even says, could you all leave so I can sleep with this woman on the piano? That's a bit messed up. They basically just give in to each other. I like it. <laughs> it's it's real fucking weird. Okay, so we seem is. to have a variety of opinions on this. You're 100. percent I like it. I like. It. I we should George put out your <laughs> Okay, yeah. Creepy or sexy? We can yeah, go with that. Yeah. Or somewhere in the middle. I yeah. think it would be sexy, but it's not quite done right, and it just doesn't quite. Okay, usually right. Liam and I do the script doctor thing. How would yeah. you fix this scene then, Ellie? Yeah. How would it be done right? Well, I've never had sex on a piano, so I'm not entirely sure, but I just feel like that's not all, the way. All the script changes I've ever made, I haven't done any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, back to Rodale Drive. She doesn't want to go shopping. Uh, Richard is up for going with her, and he tells her in a nice line. Stores are never nice to people. They're nice to credit cards. Mm. And the guy who managed the first boutique they go into 
is great. He's so good. I, I didn't get his name, but he's, he's like a proper suck up, isn't he? He is, and he's the dad in Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes, he is. Of the yeah. two girls, like he's in all these oh, movies yeah. as the kind of lovable schmuck dad, mm-hmm. uh, and he's great in this. He really is good. And I'm going. Why is Vivian still wearing the same outfit? Yeah. I know she went to get one dress, but couldn't Bridget over at Women's Clothing have gone? Give her a bit day wear. Let's get you some slacks and a shirt yeah. for tomorrow, shall we? Because mm. you got lots of money. It's falling out of your hands when you try and pay it till. Um, and then this is where he goes, we're going to be, we need a lot of people to help Vivian because uh, we're going to send an obscene amount of money. <laughs> and he wants to go, what do you mean by obscene amount of money? Do you mean like a large amount of money or like really offensive? It was really offensive. He goes, oh, I like him so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes him so funny. All the scenes filmed on Rodale Drive were done on Sundays because the city has strict filming rules on that street. Oh, uh, okay. And there's a great montage of her trying clothes on. And you know what I appreciated about this? We saw a lot of them again later in the movie. Yes, we did, yeah. No, I like that too. It was almost like a visual version of an overture in a musical where like, yeah. you got all the strains. I'm like, oh, I saw that. Oh, I saw that. Oh, I yeah. hope she tries that. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, and she even manages to get some guy's tie. She does. Because Richard <laughs> would love, Edward would love that tie. She does the revenge visit, which is one of the scenes I think you remember most oh, this is from good. this. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is her going back and going, you work on commission, right? I was here yesterday. You wouldn't serve me. You're on commission, right? Big, Big mistake. mistake. Huge. Huge. Well, I have to go. So much shopping. <laughs> and the whole time we got wild women do and they don't regret it. <laughs> and she walks by um, Barney as she goes back into the hotel. And she says, where she got the cream colored dress she and looks the hat. stunning in this. Yeah, she does. And he looks at her like a proud dad. Yes, he does. Yeah. She is. And again, this is, this is. This is the because I believe if I got my, my 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 fair lady correct, it's one woman who's trained how to speak by two guys, one yeah. of whom ends up being romantically involved and one doesn't with her, and um, arguments that neither of them do actually. Oh well, there's three guys in my fair lady. Is there okay? Well, this is what the, one of the ones though who just he's not interested in her. He just likes to see her transform. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's this is what he's enjoying, and. Um, we get back to the office, and Richard Edward is saying he wants to make things now. Rather than tear them apart, he wants to build things. As he's stacking, like, like tumblers? Yeah. Like, like, like whiskey glasses on top of each other? Yeah. You know what? I used to love blocks. Blocks, <laughs> yeah. There are some strange monologues in this film. I used to build things. Um, and then he comes back to the hotel, and Julia Roberts is there waving just the tie, going, how was your day, dear? Leg spread. <laughs> and then we're about to get leg spread because they're about to go. I think this is the bath, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, we had yeah, 48 yeah. inches of therapy from hip to toe, all for the low price of three grand dollars <laughs> Yeah. And we get Edward's backstory, but his dad left his mom. Um, Edward then, we had, I think uh, his dad was the president of a third company Edward took over and sold. Yeah. And his shrink then told, you're cured. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Vivian <laughs> just goes, I'd have been angry at the five or $50,000 or whatever it was. <laughs> Um, he's going to take the day off. And so as he takes the day off, he's reading some Shakespeare. To Shakespeare's learn. quotations. Yes. And it was Sonnet 29, when in disgrace with fortune in men's eyes. Uh, and then we go to uh, the polo match. This is the best dress in the movie. This is the brown dress with the white polka dots. Yeah, I like yes. this one. Oh, I don't like this dress. And both, I do. See, I like this dress. I do. They're, okay, Georgia, we seem to be in opposites on these things. Yeah, here. we do. Georgia? Brown dress with white polka dress. dots. Okay. And how were yeah. you b- with the cream dress that we were going on about earlier? Oh, I really like that one. Okay. I really like that too. 
And so they're all being asked, like any new couple does, how do you meet each other? What oh, happened? Yeah. And they're both coming up with these like outlandish stories that are a little too close to the bone. Yeah. They go, Howard, did you – and the, the women are really mean to, to Vivian they going, going, oh, so you're the flavor of the month, which it's part of shot at Edward. I get that. But if you're the person on the other end of that, you're like, I don't want to hear that. No. But at least the woman that she's with apologizes on her behalf. The second woman that says it's always nice to meet one of Edward's girls. Yeah. And they all oh, okay. just – okay. I didn't like, think that was that bad. Yeah. But she goes, thing to say to she, she goes, how did you land him? She goes, I'm not trying to land him. I'm just using him for sex. <laughs> yeah. And she just walks off. And they're like, uh, what? And then the other one, uh, Stucky's wife, goes to uh, Edward and says, how did you find her? She's lovely. However, did you find her? And he goes, 976, babe. <laughs> Some sort of like phone sex. Yeah. Basically, he kind of outs himself as getting a prostitute yeah. without saying it. Yeah. But pans off as a joke. Uh, Vivian runs into David Morris and Stucky doesn't like it. Um, and he's convinced he's a corporate spy, and he goes, she's not a spy, she's a hooker. And, like, he thinks Richard's being figurative at first. Yeah. He goes, no, she's a hooker. I met her in your car. Stucky confronts her and does the arm down the, the finger down Which the arm thing. very creepy. And I'm going, why is he, at this point, why is he worse than Richard? Is it because he's married? Is it because he touches her arm? It's because she's not actively at work at that point. She's not looking for someone at that point. She's not presenting herself as available for go some, services. I'm going to go somewhere else with this, if I may. Much like Julia Roberts's character, we are trained to think it's a love story, and we're trained to sort of forget that she's a prostitute. She's just a poor girl who's down on her luck. Yeah. And then when he reminds her she's a prostitute, he reminds us she's a prostitute. And neither one of us like that because we don't like that combination because of theories about what sex work is in, the, in 1990. Yeah. Okay? Um. And so um, I think the reason why we don't like it because he rips us from our fantasy, just like he rips Julia Roberts from her fantasy in the movie. Yeah, that makes she sense. She thinks it's real, and so do we. Yeah. Because we see them getting closer, and they're playing house, and they're you know living in a hotel, and yeah. spending money. Like, How could this not be fun? But this isn't the real world. This is just spend money on all your problems. Yeah. I suppose at this point, point, it's like she's turned into more of a high-class escort, isn't it, rather than a low-class hooker and she gets treated like a low-class hooker by Stucky. I, I don't think she considers herself an escort though. I think no. she's like doing cosplay. Yeah. I don't think she considers herself to be one, but I think that's what she effectively is, isn't it? Uh, you know, being hired guess, for the yeah. to present herself as his girlfriend. But the issue she has isn't with the notion that she's just a simple because if it was Stucky, it would still be a high-priced escort as well. Yeah, it, it's the it's the idea that for a moment she pretends, as you might, but you get seduced into the idea that this is really going to be your life. Yeah. Or this is who you are today. I put on some nice new clothes and I'm transformed. I got out of here. I changed my stars. But that's not the deal at the beginning, is it? That's not. No. You know, the deal is a week basically. He wants a beck and call, yeah. girl. And then my issue. She changes her I'm, mind. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. But my issue is that she changes her mind. Yeah. And then gets mad at him for not changing his quickly enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made it quite clear. I want you to be my beck and call girl. Yeah. You are an employee. Like it's, it's crystal clear. <laughs> that is, yeah. But we're getting so wrapped up in the story. We're following oh. her. And I think that's part of the reason why that works. But uh, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. what Stucky does to her is nothing compared again to what she does what, to, Rip, to yeah. Edward at the start of the film. Yeah, yeah. But and, just the way the storytelling is that we follow what they want us to follow. Yes. Yeah. And the movie's training us to have this opinion. It's not that yeah, we're stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. the movie's saying we should care more about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back at the hotel, apparently she'd been saying fine all the way home. He says, can you say a different other word? She goes, ha! 
asshole. There's a word. <laughs> was, I think I liked fine better. <laughs> Why does Vivian hate the fact he calls her a hooker? Because I genuinely think she wants that life. Because hate the fact he called her a hooker. She hates the fact that he told the people there that she was a hooker. Yeah, but she is though. What am I not getting? Because I'm totally on Team Edward on this. Yeah, because that is her job, and she knows that at the end of the week, that's what she's going back to. So why... she's been told that she's there to pretend to be his girlfriend, and no, no one is going to know. That at she's no a point hooker. of a deal did it yeah, say. But he never, yeah. At no point was it. And I'm going to tell everybody that you're my girlfriend, my wife, my this, my that. I need someone who will be at my beck and call. Yeah. He didn't run up to Stucky and go, "Guess where I got her? I." Got got her there yeah no it's because the guy when she's a spy she's a spy she's a spy and he's yeah. the only thing he could say that explains why she's in his life and it just happens she to be the truth there for that was she so her opinion he she's, a, she's an employee yeah georgia she's a human i'm really enjoying that you're all talking yourselves out of this film because i thought it was shit in the first <laughs> <laughs> i'm not talking myself out i'm of not it, talking though. out of it either no, but no. you're arguing over it just breaking it down yeah. um She's a per- she's she's a fictional character. Yeah, yeah. She's a fictional character. And uh so she wants her money. So here's the problem. I'm not a hooker. I'm not a hooker. I want my money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Never said she's not a hooker. Okay. She wants her money and wants to leave. He throws it on the bed, which I have in my notes, dick move. Yes, but he did it on purpose. Oh, but it's it's Cause symbolic. Because he's, he's upset. He it's, he's upset and there it is. And he, yeah. he, Richard's not a yeller. No. He's actually, he's very calm. If I had a complaint, he might be a little bit too calm throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he goes ahead and he throws money in the bed. And then she goes to the, the elevator, leaving the money behind. He sees that, follows her, apologizes. Uh, and then they're in bed. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. Yeah. Uh, we get Vivian's backstory about how she couldn't go home. Uh, she parked cars at wrestling events. She waited tables. Uh, so she tried. And Kit made being a hooker sound really, really great. And she tried it and cried the whole time. And he goes, you could be so much more. He says, you're smart. You're beautiful. You're this. He goes, people put you down enough. You start to believe it. And the bad stuff's easier to believe. Do you ever notice that? And I think it's true. I'm, it is I'm doing true. the voice. I think it's 100% true. Uh-huh. People can tell you 10 things that are great. And if one person complains about you in whatever capacity it is, that's the thing you're going to focus on. Of course. Yeah. Human nature. Human nature. Yeah. Uh, and then this is all building up to one of the most iconic moments in the film, the necklace scene. I love this scene. So Richard Gere says, hey, I've got this necklace for you. And he opens it up and she goes to take a look at it and he drops the box down on her head and she does the whole ha 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 kind of laugh, right? Yeah. Uh, he improved the box shutting. Yeah. So that's a genuine that. yeah. moment there. That's cool. Uh, Edward claims the necklace cost a quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Anyone want to guess how much it cost in reality? Uh... 37 pounds. Okay. One and a half million. One and a half. So he claimed it was 250, but it really cost. <laughs> what did you say it cost? One and a half million? Then? I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I thought he was going to throw an oddball, you know, like a red heron in. Ellie? Uh, 100,000. Okay. It really cost a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. It's, it's dead accurate. Oh, okay. Uh, while filming, uh, a security man from the jewelry store equipped with a gun was constantly standing behind the director. Because <laughs> Richard Gere was about to, to run sure. away with it. It's, it's kind of up there with like the, the guy who lends the Nero for twenty dollars bills. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. off with it. No one's leaving the set till I get my money back. Do you think the guy with the gun followed her to the the opera? <laughs> yes, the whole the whole, the whole time, the whole time. Oh, okay. Uh, now everybody's looking at her, but they're not looking at her because she's inappropriate. Now we're looking because she's because she's stunning. stunning. Yeah. And this red dress uh, is an interesting choice. We'll talk about it in a second. But she went. If I forget to tell you, 
I had a really good time tonight, which is a nice thing. It line. is nice. And as they're walking, he says to her, when you're not fidgeting, you look very beautiful <laughs> and very tall. <laughs> yeah. But she's also in heels. Of course. Uh, to go to the opera, this red dress was supposed to be black. Was it? And the costumier, the, the, the woman who you know, was the costume designer for the, for the film, um, she fought for it to be red. And she went, no, red's the right, right choice. choice. It was the right and choice. And so they did three, two black dresses and a red dress. And everybody went, the red dress is the right choice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And she's already worn black in the film. Exactly. She's yes. already had her transformational black dress. That's, a, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, maybe they would have swapped that around. I don't know what order it was shot in. But yeah. Um, maybe. When she goes to the opera, she, there's a, she's adorable with the broken opera glasses. Yeah. Mine are broken. broken. <laughs> Mine are broken. And then she's like, oh, there's a band. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, the opera Richard Gere, Edward Lewis, takes um, Vivian to is La Traviata, which is about a prostitute who falls in love with a wealthy man. Yes. yes. I knew that. Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It was originally planned that the opera scene would be shot in San Francisco, but there was an earthquake which forced them to relocate it to the History Museum by USC. Oh, okay. The University of Southern California. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So they sort of made that up instead. It's yeah. at a completely different spot. Um, and this movie, this movie dedicates a lot of time to this opera scene. It does. There's a lot of opera footage we watch. Because Richard's told us that if you love it, you'll know the first time. And it's this barometer. Does she pass the test? Will she get opera? It's a nice little scene, though. It is. You know, because, I, like, you know, I said to you before, it's the eyes of Judah Roberts. Yeah. And with this scene, you see that childlike wonderment of the first time him seeing it and following it and understanding it. And he's watching her. Yeah. I like that. Maybe it's that idea of, like, you have to earn it. And maybe if you went shorter, it wouldn't be earned. It would just yeah. be, oh, I really liked it. So, yeah. okay. But when she gets up, there's that glimmer of a tear in her eye, the whole, that whole next scene, yeah. where this old lady goes and goes, oh, did, did, did you like the opera, dear? She goes, oh, I liked it so much, I nearly peed my pants. <laughs> she goes, what? And Gear says, oh, shit, she liked it better than Pirates it's of Penzance. Penzance. <laughs> and, the, and the old lady's trying to like, like work the syllables out, going, oh, <laughs> I like that. And Richard decides that he's going to take the next day off, which is another sign he's changing. We see all yeah. these rules they have start to break down. Yeah. And then um, he's laying in bed asleep, and she finds him, and she kisses him on the mouth. While he's asleep. And you get this lovely do, 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 do. It's, you know what? I still, it's like such a simple little, little riff, but it's so good. The score in this is great. The score in this is great. But that's not on the soundtrack. Probably shouldn't be kissing people while they're asleep, though. That's a bit creepy. Well, she has been hired to do this. Yeah. Not while he's asleep. In this context at all. Uh, I th- well, I saw Sleeping Beauty. This is a good thing. <laughs> and that's a Disney. No, it's not. It's, 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 this, is a, this is a Disney film. The prince kisses the princess. The princess kisses the prince. It's all good. Uh, I'm okay with it because she kisses him and then lets him wake up. And then, yeah. like, you know, she doesn't. he doesn't wake up to find her on top of him. No. No. No, no, no. Um, and it's not like she snuck into the penthouse and did it. Like, he knew she was there. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Liam, you said that you noticed a vein in her forehead. I did, In this yeah. scene. Yeah. During this scene, Julia Roberts got so nervous, a visible vein popped out of her forehead. Wow. Director Gary Marshall got into bed with Julia and Richard Gere, and Marshall and Gere massaged her forehead until the vein disappeared. <laughs> That's weird. She also broke into hives and was given calamine lotion until they were able to shoot the scene. Now, that sounds really playful and nice, unless it's like, she's got a vein? I'm getting into bed with him. That sounds so give me, weird. Give me the lotion. <laughs> it puts the lotion on itself. Oh. 
she get that nervous? Uh, because she goes topless for a moment, doesn't she? Yeah. Her oh, little okay. Aisha's wearing this transparent, translucent um, nightgown, nightshirt thingy, and you get to see nipple, and it comes off, and so I think it's the idea that she's having to do because everything about now until it had been inferential, right? I'm gonna and that opening disappear. Scene is My head else comes out of the her. shot. I'll lean back on this bed, and it's yeah, all just inferential. Yeah. No. This is literally okay. I'm taking my shirt off on camera, probably surrounded by 40, 50 people on this movie set. Yeah, and if it's the first time you've done that, I imagine that would be difficult. I mean, now they have what's called yeah. intimacy consultants on movie sets where women get naked, so that they're right, so that they have, they have someone speaking on their behalf. They have a voice. You know, that's now. Like back yeah, then, yeah, it wouldn't have been no. the situation. And I think Sharon Stone talked once about her first uh, topless scene and how, like, everybody, it was like an appointment. Everybody showed up to the set to watch it. Whoa. So it was like, you know, Jimmy from Catering was like, she's getting her kid off, right? And, <laughs> and they were like, and they were like all showing up. Wow. That's and, awful. And uh, Margot Robbie, wow. who we've talked about, yeah, yeah. Um, said in the, in the famous scene from Wolf of Wall Street, so there was like 20 people in this really cramped little space. And to do what she had to do for that scene, she felt really quite uncomfortable. Uh, so the question is now, what do we do to make sure that what we see is something that everybody is okay with? Yeah. So, yeah. Is this the Wolf of Wall Street as in the recent one? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh. Yeah. So we're not, now, this is not to say that she doesn't want to do the scene. It just means that, you know, someone probably still probably nervous. Like, yeah, yeah, I want to do it. And then you have to take your shirt off and go and okay, I'm really, really nervous about this now. Yeah, you know? I can understand that. I want to go bungee jumping. Okay, now I'm really scared. Now I'm yeah, up yeah, the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, this is where the next day, uh, it's their last day together, and he says he wants to keep her off the streets, put her up in a condo. She goes, that's just geography. Oh, that's a nice little line. Uh, when they filmed this scene about Vivian wanting to be a princess who's rescued, they hadn't written the movie's ending yet, and I think that shows. Yes. Because we'll talk about that in a second. Hmm. Uh at no point in the fantasy, Vivian says, did the prince rescue the princess and say, hey, babe, I'll put you up in a great condo. If I may, at no point, I think, in the fantasy was the princess ever a prostitute either. No. <laughs> just, just if we're going to talk about yeah, some, yeah, you know, yeah. her issues with this situation. He goes, I've never treated you like a prostitute. Now, I'm going to say, I think you have. Yeah, he has. I think you have, Richard. Uh, and, yeah. and she says... You, you just, just did. did. But he had before. But the idea that she's mad about him wanting to put her up in a, in a place, I'm okay with this. Because she was okay. I don't get She was okay with being paid to be put up and play house for six days. Yeah. And now she's he's like, let's do more of that. She's like, you only see me as, I, I, I don't know. Unless She says it's changed. I don't know. I'm still on Team Edward, I think, on that. I think she's just evolved. Maybe. And he's evolving. So things change. We go to Kit has shown up at the region Beverly Wilshire. Uh, she's accosting the guests. Please tell me the, that bit you, you remember. <laughs> I do because there's these two. It's just like it's like we're watching the, the first scene again. So she's great. everyone's staring at her. Yeah, and again, much like the first time, it was like close your mouth, dear. We have this old man and this old woman, and Kit just looks at them, snapping her gum, going. 50 bucks, Grandpa, for 75, the wife can watch. <laughs> I love her. And so Vivian meets her outside because Barney's going nuts when I just fixed one of these. <laughs> I can't do it again. Yeah. Uh, and the outfit that Vivian wears when she goes outside is it's the coral blazer with the matching long shorts that she wears for most of the rest of the, yeah. a large part of the rest of the movie. I don't um, like this. It was part of the Lou McGram's catalog collection. It was available to the public by mail order and only cost $95. Oh, really? Not surprised. Yeah, this point, I didn't like it. At this point, she confesses to falling in love and kissed him on the mouth. She did, yeah. Uh, 
Edward, on the other hand, is meeting with David Morse, and he decides he's going to save the company. And not just not buy it, but save it so that no one else can buy it. Yeah. And Moore says he's proud of Richard. And this was a father-son thing. This Again, was a dynamic. Yeah. And this yeah, was yeah, nice. Yeah. We have a father-son. So there's two father-children relationships that have built up. Barney and Vivian and David Morse and Edward. Yeah. Stucky comes around because he's furious because Edward decides on the way home, I, even though I have limited time with Vivian, you know what I really want to do? I want to walk through the grass in my bare feet. Mm-hmm. Um, Stucky stops by the hotel and does his monologue that must have been his audition about what, what <laughs> yeah. to do uh-huh. uh, she goes Edward will be home any minute and Stucky gets this right he goes this is not home Yeah, this is a hotel room you are not the little woman and he goes Lobo, you're a hooker <laughs> and he goes maybe if I do you I wouldn't care about losing millions of dollars that's his next actions and he and, and he and he and he and he yeah. at this point I mean all the things we've been saying about you know mock protest about who's worse I mean he if he had just had that bit the bit with and the then, arm and he's creepy earlier and if he had just said what he'd said and then left yeah okay it would have been valid okay. you know because at the end of the day he's he's, seen he's his... frustrated he's going everything was fine until you came into this guy's yeah, life yeah, yeah yeah so you can understand his frustration it's yes. the next bit i have a problem but with. like he just goes uh, and she's great so yeah. get off me get off me and she locks eyes him and just screams get off me yeah and i'm like good on you like yeah, that, yeah. that was really really good it was i felt um and then he's about to get rescued by uh edward or she's about to get rescued by, by yeah. edward uh, I don't want to leave this alone, though, because I thought this was a really powerful scene between the two of them. It was so good. Uh, ladies, any thoughts on this scene? Yeah, it is powerful. Um, I mean, it's kind of eye-opening, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. you can see that he doesn't want to hurt him. Edward doesn't want to Edward hurt him. Edward doesn't want to hurt him at all. There's, there's a 10-year relationship yeah. here. And he kind of gets eventually... now. Um, at this point in this fight, when they're sort of going back and forth, you can see Richard Gere rubbing his tongue around his mouth. And it's because during the scuffle, he gets a molar, a crown knocked off a molar. Oh, okay. And it's like shooting around his mouth a little bit. How is it? Um, and so he says, you don't love me. You love the kill. I made you very rich doing exactly what you love. Get out. You're fired. Yeah. Um, I like it when he suckers him. Suck yeah, just him. flat out just decks him. It's when he says that she's a hooker. He doesn't like it, does he? She's a, she's a, is she a hooker or is she a whore? Or oh, whore, yeah, or something like that, wasn't it? He might say she's a, she's a GD whore. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. says that at the end. Uh, because it's weird because the whole idea of calling her a hooker, this is a bit inconsistent from Richard because she would get mad at it and he'd go, you are a hooker. This is Edward I'm talking about. Yeah. But then when like Stucky would call her a hooker to Edward, he'd say, don't, don't, don't call her that. I think it's because, again, the story's evolving and he's falling and yeah. she's falling. Yeah. So things are changing. Maybe he's learning. Maybe it's a sign that he's yeah, learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and people always do what he tells them to do. We, we know that. So actually yeah. her pushing back is a bit unique. Uh, Vivian says goodbye to Barney. He says impossible relationships. My special gift is impossible relationships. Uh, he wants to know why she's leaving now. She says she wants the fairy tale. Um, just before they get gone, she goes, by the way, I think you have a lot of special gifts. (laughs) So then Vivian says goodbye to Barney. He gets through a limo, kisses her hand, and tells her to come back and see them again. And if you consider it the start where he went, when Mr. Lewis leaves, I don't suspect we'll be seeing you ever again. For him to say, please come back and see us again. Again, they've grown. The transformation's complete, isn't it? Yeah. I love that relationship. I love that relationship. She's a butterfly. Yeah. Uh, She tells him to stay cool. (laughs) Stay cool. Stay cool, Barney. And then we get Roxette. It must have been love, but it's over now. Uh, 
Per Giselle was at a conference room in Los Angeles planning Roxette's promo tour for the Look Sharp album when he was asked to write a song for a movie called $3,000. He declined due to lack of time, but offered them a song they'd previously used for Christmas in Sweden called It Must Have Been Love, Christmas for the Broken Hearted. And just changed the lyrics to Hard Winter's Day instead of Hard Christmas Day. And that was all they had to do to get rid of it. Wow. So that's all they did. And so Gary Marshall loved the song so much, he used it in the scene with no dialogue in it. Yeah. There's this sort of like, you know, every rom-com looks at the window and they go, ah. Yeah. And it's storming and Richard is leaving. And the act three of this movie, like it gets out of town really quick. Yeah. Vivian says goodbye to Kit. Um, she gives a bunch of money to Kit. I say she spends it on crack within two hours. Me too, and she's dead within a month. Yeah, absolutely she is. Yeah. Uh, the original ending was supposed to be Vivian and Kit get on a bus and go to Disneyland. I'll make up that one. Disney really want to have a home. Though. This is the darker version where like, you know, oh, jeez, it's so stupid. That is stupid. So stupid. Oh. You know what make us feel better? Yeah. yeah, let's go and smoke crack <laughs> and go to Disneyland. I want to see that version. <laughs> you, 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 you kind of do sound like Mickey Mouse in your laughter. Oh, no, that's killing me. Uh, so then... Uh, Edward goes and wants to any messages and we get told no, but Daryl can give you a ride anywhere you want to go. And he's asked to return the necklace. He pops open the necklace box and goes, oh, it must be difficult to let go of something so beautiful. Mm. I'm going, you're telling me he's had that necklace for about three days now. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, it's a metaphor for Vivian. And we find Daryl drove Miss Vivian home yesterday. Okay. And then the new ending, Kit's going to bring a new girl on because Carlos burned her stuff when she moved out. <laughs> we know that Carlos knows Kit. Yeah. Kit's dead within a month. Yep. Absolutely, kid's dead within a month. She owes the guy money, and she's now taken one of his girls. Yep. <laughs> and she's got money. Like, this is, this is going to kill her, rob her, and that's going to be it. Yeah, burn her flat down. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, and then we get the opera music and the return, and Edward's out at the top of his limo when Princess Vivian. Mm. And this is a weak ending, isn't it? It comes down to his fear of heights and climbing a fire escape. Yeah, the well, movie deserved like, a bigger thing. Than it, this. it deserved it deserved a bit yeah. bigger. I don't know what this is. One where I don't have an easy fix, but no, I, I don't know what you do. I think for some reason they got. Well, how can we get them back together after they split up? And it yeah. was this fairy tale thing. Yeah, that was introduced only fifteen minutes before the end. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It is weak. And so she goes up, and he he sort of embraces her. Goes, so what happens after he rescues her? And she goes, she rescues him right back. And then that's the uh, thing we get. And we have the Hollywood, it's your dream. dream. <laughs> um, just a little tidbit. In Spain, Pretty Woman is one of the most successful movies ever shown on TV. Oh, wow. As of July 2014, there have been 19 reruns of the movie on TV, and it always does really well ratings. And in China, Pretty Woman was casually titled, I Will Marry a Prostitute to Save Money. <laughs> 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 I love how some of these titles go. Oh. So, um, that <laughs> is the film. I, I think it holds up. I do. Uh, it makes me happy. It as makes much me as happy. I have, I have issues with certain moments. Uh, and maybe it is just 1990 and being young and a movie I grew up with and all this sort of stuff. Again, we grew up in a different time. Yeah. Um, so I'll say this much: the audience and our individual poll on the Julia Roberts roundtable, we both put uh, Pretty Woman at number one. Yeah. So it's the it's the role she's known for. Almost oh, definite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not the role she wins an Oscar for, but no, the role no, that no. she, she is, yeah. she's not most known for, I think. Uh, Elliot still holds up, I'm assuming, for you? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, 
I can't really remember it that much from the first time I watched it. So my two recent viewings have both been this year and have really enjoyed it okay. both times. And Georgie, uh, I have a feeling that you think this is one of your favorite movies. Yet. <laughs> favorite movie I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> no, I just, it, it's all right. It's definitely not got as much heart as I think people claim it has. I oh. don't think the story's very strong. I think if anything, it's damaging to the role of women. Um, because apparently you have to be rich and not a prostitute in order to be happy. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a bit, eh, it's outdated. It is, it's outdated for 2020. Yeah. I mean, I mean, whose story is it? It's, 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 it's Vivian's story, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. Edward's story. No. Edward's got an arc, but it's not a story. No. Okay. Uh, the role of women. Should we hold this film in high esteem? Um, uh, no. Uh, female characters in this. Uh, we really just have Vivian, don't we? Yeah. Stucky's wife, but she's only there to sort of be a plot device. This film actively tells us that you can't be any sort of sex worker or anything like that and be happy. And that's not... This idea as... that you can be a sex worker and be happy, A, uh, the, the notion of positivity in sex in sex work is only like a last five years, if that. Yeah. And secondly, yeah. you still haven't seen a film that actually goes that stance full stop. No, no, I haven't. But because that's... I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I still don't think this uh, – I'll put it out there. I don't know if there's any parents who grow up and they say to the kid, what do you want to be when you grow up, who think, boy, I hope my kid gets into sex work one day. Yeah, exactly. No one. <laughs> so we can destigmatize it, but I am still going. I think it is still the idea of a bad situation. And yeah. I'm sorry, there are still strong links between sex work and substance abuse or yeah. sex work and domestic violence. Yeah. These links still exist. Yeah. So to try and normalize it, I'm going I, – I, I don't there's, – there's documentaries out there. There's some good – there's a good one on Netflix called uh, Hot Girls Wanted, which talks about the dangers of even being a cam girl and things like this. And that was made by Rashida Jones, who was from um, The Office and Parks and Rec, amongst other things. She's Quincy uh, Jones' yeah, daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not this thing where we go, we just decide we're going to like and be positive about sex work and that stuff goes away. I think the links to we saw early in the movie to, to, to drug abuse, to violence, to crime yeah. still are there. Yeah, I agree. Okay, but I don't like then that it tells us that the only way out of that is to find a rich guy. It's just a story, though, isn't it? It's it, not. It does suggest that she even says, like, you know, it's a lot easier to get to get out of places to get cleaned up with money. I don't think that's not. I don't think that's untrue. No. I, in fact, I think we have, we have whole things about the idea of privilege and what it means to be born into circumstances as opposed to not being born. If I'd been born to a situation like Edward Lewis, I'd be a lot further ahead than I am now. Yeah. But I wholeheartedly have an issue with, with with the idea that going well this has this so does every disney movie ever the idea of princess fantasies he's not a prince but he's a rich man but how is the fantasy any different yeah i suppose the other thing is that because we only really follow julia roberts in this there aren't enough kind of substantial female roles to explore different options so this is you're the... a bit limited with what you can do and we talked about this in something recently where we go if you only have one major female character Oh, it was like Elizabeth Swan. We talked about it last week. Yeah. She then she therefore represents all women, and the danger becomes then you have to kind of draw and extrapolate from there alone. Yeah. I don't know. No. Um, I, I think there's problems to this film. I do think oh, there is. Yeah. Um. But we, I think the problem is with this film is people look too deep into it, and we're taking on a, a ride of rags to riches. Yep. 
And that's what the story is. My bigger issue with this film isn't the idea about sex work. or My bigger issue is the idea that you're a relationship, the right man can solve your problems. Yeah. That's my bigger issue. Oh, is, the, is the idea that Kit goes, and I gave him to you. I'm bummed. I could, that could have been me. Yeah. And I'm going, there's other things that are about agency besides just some man taking, taking pity on you. Yeah. You know, I guess, I guess that would be my, my side of it. Um, I have found people who call this the ultimate romantic comedy. Where does it stand in the annals of great romantic comedies? Is it better than Bridget Jones? No. No. And it's also I'd not... say yes. I think maybe that's a British North American thing. I also like um, You've Got Mail. I, I will agree with you. You've got mail. I think is lovely. Yeah. Uh, I will say that it's not in that same. It's not considered by people in that same echelon. No. Most people would say Sleeping in Seattle is the best of the three. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would say it's You've Got Mail. Yeah, yeah. But there's that. I mean, uh, other rom coms. I mean, the ones I can think of are all very British. Yeah. And as far as in North America, when Harry met Sally, but then I have to believe that Billy Crystal is like really a sex symbol. Yeah, no. And I always <laughs> had a hard time with that. I do like the film. Yeah. I, like you say, is that I'm supposed to believe that Billy yeah. Crystal is this womanizer? Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, who's your favorite character in the film, Liam? My favorite character is Barney. Barney? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really like him. Because he's the guy that who judges her straight off, but then helps and turns he he changes himself he changes himself and how he looks at her because he just Does want, he? he doesn't want her out of the he wants her out of the hotel because obviously he's the hotel manager and he doesn't want you know he's looking at other customers for one person the only reason he's letting her in is because he's yeah. the most paid yeah. customer See, i don't think he changes i, I think, think, he's, a good, he I think he's a good guy i think he's a good guy but I think the way he looks at her is like everyone else. Not like in the fact that he's made He doesn't sexualize her, yeah, but, yeah, he, yeah. but he maybe underestimates her. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah, and ain't until she has that sit down with him that he goes, okay. Yep, so there's a moment there. Yeah. But he's willing to have the conversation, which is more than anybody else is willing to do. Yes. Yeah. Rather than go, please leave with the woman in the shop, he brings her in and has a conversation. Because like you her. said earlier, in that conversation, he says, you, you know what, come back. That is it. Yeah, this is it. These you are know? the rules. We understand and each other. And he changes as that time goes on. Yeah. Please come back and see us. Fair enough. Yep. So, yeah, I like Barney. Ellie? Absolutely Barney as okay. well. I love Barney. <laughs> yeah. um, I think he brings all the heart to this film. He does. Um, I, I just love every moment as soon as his little face appears. I'm like, oh, it's Barney. I love <laughs> Barney. Okay. And he's wonderful. Okay. Georgia? Uh, yeah, I'm replaying that record. He's my favorite as well. Oh, is he? Okay. Team Barney. See, I really like Barney. I'm going to go, I'm going to give a special caveat to the guy in the boutique who's just like sucking up. Yeah. He's I thought he was great in limited role. Yeah. I, I Barney, I there's two sides to the coin. So I'm going to say my favorite is Vivian. Yeah. Favorite is Vivian, despite all the stuff. I think it's a star-making performance by Julia Roberts. Yeah. And I think, uh, justifiably so. And you need two people for that. There's so much chemistry between Julia Roberts and who, the people she's paired against in this yeah. film. And so I'm going to say you need Julia Roberts to make the Barney thing work. And you so do. I really rate Barney, but the yeah. people on Barney, I'll just throw out Julia Roberts as, yeah. as another option. Well, Julia Roberts is my second. Yeah, so, okay. You know. Best moment, best element of the film? My best moment is the Barney and Vivian first talk. That's a lovely scene. It's a beautiful scene. Yeah. Because she basically, to start with, she's put on a front and being this she, you know, I've got this. Now okay. she's crumbled and he's saved her. Okay. He's not just gone, yeah, all right, go on, see ya. He's 
there's moments of genuine heartfelt moments that he's going to help her. I love that scene. Okay. Ellie? Uh, that's my favourite scene as well, but I'll I'll give you a different one for interest, <laughs> you know. Um, so I really like the bit where she goes back into the shop and uh, gives the women a talking to and tells them that they made a huge mistake. I think she brings all the sass to that. Oh, I the really revenge like scene. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Georgia, which are the many, and you probably counted so many, and going, I wish I had time to talk about all of them. Which one of the, which moment or which element of the film do you like the best? I liked the costuming in the film. Okay. Ooh, I thought it was some nice. There was some very lovely dresses. Um, I thought the change from um, hooker to better clothing is um, considerable, and it works well. Um, and there's a lot of dresses there that I would quite like to wear. So, okay. yeah, I liked uh, I liked Edward's little um, waistcoat and shirt thing he has the first time he he picks her up. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like his suits much for the film, but I like the the, the first one. Um, my favorite. Mo- I see. I was going to say the Barney. Julia, I'm going to go. The, yeah. I'm going to go the element. Then I'm going to say the use of licensed music. Yeah. I thought the songs were like I sing the song. I can see in my head which scene it is. Yeah. Right. So you were real wild. I know where I am. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wild women do. I know what scene we're at. Yeah, like yeah. all of them. I just know what, what, what you know. I must have been in love. Like, it's if you're lucky, you get one song in a film that you go. This is, yeah. Yeah. And this had like four or five. Yeah. And so I thought it was just really, really, really well done, Georgia. I think. There were some great songs, don't get me wrong, I like a lot of those songs, but they're just too obvious. It's like, oh yeah, she's a wild one, great, she's a prostitute. Like, it's just very, they're very on the head. See, while they're very like, my... this is what's happening. It is on the head, but you're introducing her character. If it was the fourth scene with her and you're playing wild one, I agree with you. Yeah. But because I'm being introduced to her, I'm okay with the wild one. Yeah. And Wild Women it Do, me, it's it like a great felt... revenge song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just felt like they were too... Too on the nose. Maybe, I mean, part like, of the problem would be you know these songs already, but back then no one knew it must have been love. So that was yeah, a big de- that was yeah. a big deal, right? I mean, Wild Wild people would know, and Pretty Woman, you just it's the name of the film. So yeah. once you have the rights to it, you kind of have to run with that. Yeah. So I think maybe also in in modern day times, we're kind of getting used to more subtlety within certain tropes of, maybe. of filmmaking yeah. and. Back this in the is, day, this is a good, fun, old romantic old comedy summertime movie. Yeah, this isn't the this isn't the King's Speech. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's far from it. Like it's, it's a rom com. We should do that one. And too, there too. is no there is no genre more guilty of just play the tropes in the way that we play them, like a rom com. Yeah, exactly. it has very yeah. specific rules. It does. Yeah. Uh, next one, and it's like Georgia almost like read my mind. What's your best Julia Roberts outfit in the film? My best Julia Roberts outfit is the burgundy dress with the white dots. Burg- is it burgundy? The brown dress brown with the white brown dots. Brown dress. Yeah. Really? Bur- burgundy's more of a wine color, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So the brown dress with the white dots at, at the polo match. Yeah. It's understated. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was like, it was on my, yeah. it would have been my, my, <laughs> it would have been in my top three. Do you, do you know what, it, do you know why I like it? It's got that um, Kate Middleton, Diana feel about it. You know, what classy, she... but, 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 but approachable. Yeah. 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 That's what I like about okay. it. Uh, Ellie. I'm really torn between two. You got to choose one. We're not doing the thing where you cheat oh. and do two. But I don't... No, no, come on. It's so difficult. It's, I, I really, really like, no, actually I do know how I'm going to choose it because I'm not going to choose the red one because the necklace is what makes it. It's okay. not the dress. I really love the white dress that she wears when yeah, she, when she goes shopping and she comes out with the hat and like the okay. That lovely ensemble. I think the, the hat counts as part of the outfit for dress purposes, but the uh, the necklace doesn't. <laughs> I'm going to go for the white one. Georgia. 
I'm going with the red dress. I think even without the necklace, okay. it's gorgeous. It's got a really lovely uh, cut at the top. Like it's off the shoulder, but yep. it's got like a sweetheart neckline and it comes in and then it goes out slightly. It's really nice. I like that dress. If I could just say, like these dresses are much more low cut than her prostitute wear. Like that, <laughs> yeah. like that vest top she was wearing, the neckline was super high. It was, yeah. And actually didn't do much for her figure. No. So I'm going to choose the cream dress for a variety of things. But one of them might be the bit where she walks away from Hector She's done the revenge. She's gone and done the whole huge yeah, commission yeah, yeah. thing. Comes back. He looks at her. And she's walking away. And she looks sexier in that dress than anything she was wearing yeah. as part of her prostitute getup. Yeah. With the exception of maybe the white button-up when she's at the shop. I really like the long red hair and yeah, the white yeah, yeah. men's button-up thing going on. Yeah. But, no, she looks fantastic in that cream. And it, it just, uh, I don't know, it just, it, just, it, it just matches her figure in a very, very good way. It does. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So I, I was that was mine, and is the one I think of when I think of that movie in the transformation. It's always Hector's face, sorry Barney's face, with her in that cream colored dress. I think it's fantastic. Honorable mention to the red dress. Yeah, and absolutely hate the bleeming black cocktail dress. I neither, hate that. Which yeah. neither of you two mentioned. You were like saying it's a great dress. So there yeah. we go. Oh, it's a lovely dress. The no, red one's better. It doesn't do anything for her figure okay. up top. Grumbles. Grumble, singular, grumble. My grumble would be probably the ending. Yeah, the ending. What about it? It just feels, it feels weak and it feels too, too quick. Okay. Um, I'd like a better, I'd like to say, I don't know how to do a better ending, but that I, I never really liked. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I just don't know how to it's fix it. It's all the moments you think of. It's not, it's never, it's not any part of the ending. No, no I don't no, think. No. But the very, very ending yeah. with the guy. Well, the guy, in, he's just great. I really love yeah. that. I like how that concludes. And if, if they wanted it to happen on that scene, fine. Find a better way to get to that, to get location so we can still have him walk across. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Ellie? Well, I'm going to do the complete opposite to Liam, and I'm going to say I don't like the opening. Um, so not, they're not actually not the very opening, but the introduction to Julia Roberts. Um, okay. So that over-sexualization. Um, I think I wouldn't mind of it the if prostitute. kind of yeah <laughs> okay I don't I don't like it it makes okay, me feel uncomfortable fine. um because that's that's you see a lot of her personality in this film and you see her character arc and I don't think the opening where it's like just her knickers is kind Can't... of justified really but um I think if I'd seen a bit with her having a conversation first maybe and then it cuts to her getting ready and you see the kind of sexualization then then I would be okay with it. But just as it being the complete opening shot of her, hate it. May, may I just try and just say that we're in the same shoes as every character almost in this film where we look at we look at her body and we make judgments based on her body. And as we get to know her, just like Barney, just like Edward, just like all these other characters, we then understand who she is. So that the, we are another person whose mind must also be changed. So yeah. is there a certain intelligence to the fact that it chooses to show us these elements of her first so that we yeah. too can be changed? Of yeah. course there is. I mean, there's definitely a reason why they've chosen to have that as the introduction. I just don't like it. Okay. I just, okay. It just feels like, feels like it's a setup for an arc as opposed yeah. to a straight line. Yeah. Okay, but that's fine. That's fine. Okay, yeah. Georgia. Um, I just feel uncomfortable watching bits of it. There huh? are some scenes that I'm just a bit like, oh. And also, I don't feel like, obviously, you've explained it because of the rewrite and the story and that sort of thing. But the beginning and the end don't <laughs> two, match. Two different movies. <laughs> yeah. They don't, but also they don't match the middle bit. No, no, like, you're right. The beginning is very much going in the dark, druggy sort of film, which I think I'd probably have preferred. The middle 
kind of goes somewhere between being a rom-com and a fantasy and the end is just straight up fantasy like that is just playing princess at that point and i think i'd i'd rather have seen the end film or the beginning film than the middle one i think my problem with the middle one is that it's too it tries to be realistic whilst also telling us that money and men are the most important thing can i argue that julia roberts doesn't have the dramatic chops to pull off that story at this time in her career I'll cast someone else then. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Just once they went with Julia Roberts, I think you're kind of stuck. That's fair though, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say for mine, my issue is the ending. Yeah. Uh, I felt that we stayed way too long in Act 2. I think it's because they did the same fight twice. Yeah. You treat me like a hooker. No, I don't. Give it 10 minutes. You treat me like a hooker. No, I don't. Okay, we didn't need both of those. No. Um, it extended a little bit longer than it had to, and as a result, I mean, it just gets out of dodge so quick. Yeah, it does. In a way, it didn't feel like, so he's coming down in the limo, and I'm like, is this it? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, you can use the opera music, but this is your big third act thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, it's a shame. And of course, what do you think of about this? You think of the you think of the scene with the opera and the dress and the and the hand, and you think yeah. of the you know I'm gonna love you so much, you never want to let me go. You, you know, you think of the in the whole you know the song, but it's it's just a shame a story secondary to these moments in some ways. Yeah. Two thirds of the story is brilliant, even up to the point where she leaves like Barney behind. Yeah, they just couldn't get themselves out of it. Yeah, uh, best role ever. I think it's a lot of people's best role. It's Julia Roberts. Well, we said it was. I'm I'm kind of partial to Aaron Brockovich, no. but this is her most iconic yeah. role ever. Iconic, definitely. Yeah. Um, Hector's Hector's best best role ever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Richard Gere. Um, I think I prefer him in Chicago. Yeah, I'm with Chicago. I liked him in Austin. Is Richard Gear Billy Flynn? <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. Ah. I knew that was coming. So, so with that in mind now, Georgia, best role is it this or is it Billy Flynn? She likes the film now. Oh, She's Billy, Flynn. Billy, Billy Flynn. Flynn. No, I don't. I just, I, I, in fact, I just judge Richard Gear. No, uh, he's very handsome in this film. He's very, very handsome. No, my favorite film. Um, is no. he is he better looking in this or is he better looking in Chicago? Chicago. Oh, I'm not sure. He's younger in this. Sure. That's for sure. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's more attractive in this one. I can think of more what? personality. I saw a picture of him now earlier on, and my god! He oh, looks... yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> he looks good. You said no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> my favorite film with Richard Gere is called Breathless. Never saw it. Oh, brilliant! Um, age game, age game. It's all about the age game. Let's all <laughs> play the age game. Julia Roberts isn't nineteen or forty. Or forty. Correct. <laughs> How old is she then? I'm going to I think s- I know. say 23. 26. And I think Liam's right. He is. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> uh, what about Richard Gear? I'm going to say 40. <laughs> Georgia? 57. 57, wow. Uh, I think Liam's right again. He's 41. Oh, okay. we were close. I think he was 40 when he was filming it. Oh, okay. I saw it because they were 17 years apart. And I was like, we didn't talk about that. Did the no. age gap bother anybody? No. Because it's clear there's an age gap. There is, yeah. Georgia thought it was like a 35-year age gap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, that's all I know as far as the ages go. So anybody else you want to throw in there? I don't know. Okay. Say Barney. Barney. Barney, okay. Oh, 55. Barney's Barney's the hotel manager. Yes, he yeah? is. Um, fifty-seven. Forty-five. He's fifty-four. Wow, oh. wow, it's way young. Jeez, 
Because he was around for a long time he after was. this. He was, yeah. He, was, he had a leading role in a show called Chicago Hope that went for almost a decade. So I thought he couldn't have been that old, but I guess he was. Wow. I think I must have seen him in something because I recognized his face yeah. and he made me smile. He's been in stuff. I like I'd like him to be my dad. Princess Diaries, would you? Okay. Both of them. Um, yeah. And then finally, Jason Alexander, who played Philip Stuckey. Oh, Stuckey. Stuckey. I think he looks older than he is, so I'm going to say 36. Mm. See, I think he looks, yeah, I think he looks old. I think he looks old, but I think he's younger. Okay, well, I'm going to skew older than go 42. I'm going to go 33. He looks much older than he is. He's only 31. Wow. I was going to say 30 at first and hedged because I wanted to win. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> he does look a lot older than he is. He I've, looks so much older. See, I, I knew him for about a decade afterwards. I was out in Seinfeld, so I was able to kind of have some oh, sort of... Okay. All right, I think that's, yeah. So that's all to me, said, uh, Ellie? Yeah. Okay. So um, what that's got now for us to do is uh, we got to look at some critics. Georgia, do you have any critical information for us? Not to say you've been pretty critical so far, <laughs> but I mean uh, as far as critics uh, of the film have gone. I do, yeah. I've got a few here. Um, so one that I kind of well, – a couple I, I agree with and one that um, I definitely don't agree with. So we'll go we'll go with in that order. So we've got one from Owen Glebe from – Burma, I think, from Entertainment Weekly. Okay. Uh, he says it's Robert's character becomes it's saying Robert's character becomes a better person when she lands a rich guy and learns to cry at the opera. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's a pretty good summary. Um then we have Jonathan Rosenboom from the Chicago Reader, who says he pays her three thousand dollars and they fall in love. Ain't Hollywood great? <laughs> and then finally, from our best friend Roger Ebert. Roger Ebes. From the Chicago Sometimes, he says the sweetest and most open-hearted love fable since The Princess Bride. Wow, there's a lot of I strongly disagree. <laughs> I, I like Ebes, so there we go. Um, our friends who have, I put out the Claxons per usual got a few people today. The Paul and Griff Show said, We watched it earlier in the year in an outside socially distant screening. Of course you did, Paul and Griff. <laughs> uh, it's a classic. Julia Roberts shines at the necklace she gets to wear. It's probably the chick flick of all chick flicks. Ray from Not Before Coffee says, love the film. Remember, watched it at the cinema. The clothes, the style. But it's not really a love story. As a teenager, I saw the romance in pretty much everything. As an adult, I question a lot of it. Also, still cannot stand the Roy Orbison song. Uh, I like the song. I like like Roy Orbison song. Yeah, me too. And finally, friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. (laughs) Says, the Smiths love this film. JR and RG. I don't. Don't know who those people are. JR and RG are both perfectly cast. And oh, it's Julia Roberts. And Julia Roberts' <laughs> performance is beyond her years. I love Barney and how he helps her and maintains the niece pretense throughout. Favorite scene is the whoop, whoop, whoop at the racing. Yeah. It still makes oh, yeah. me laugh. And that's so My Fair Lady as well. Well, the whoop, whoop, whoop is Arsenio Hall, is what it is. Yeah. He was a late night talk show host in America. He was, he was, he was, uh, he was like the, the, they were like basically late night talk sh- circuit in the states is a bunch of old white guys. Oh, okay. Right, and then Arsenio Hall was 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 a young black guy. He's uh, with he plays opposite Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. He's oh, a sidekick. Yeah, yeah, semi. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he had a late night talk show host, and rather than clap, his audience would go woof 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 with, oh, with, okay. with the hand doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So in the nineties, yeah. very early nineties, it was a bit of a cultural thing. Oh, okay, Ellie, that makes but, sense. But in My Fair Lady, 
they go to a horse race at Ascot. I think it's Ascot. Okay. And um, she yeah, goes, come on, Dover, move your blooming ass. And it's like this really kind of... It's a moment where she exposes herself. Okay. Um, so it's an inappropriate inappropriate reaction to a sport involving horses where she's pretending to be okay. fancier than she is. Cool. So, and uh, that is it. So thank you, Dwayne. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Paul and Griff. Mm. Nothing from the stat on Pretty Woman. No. I was expecting to hear something. Probably not his movie. Maybe not. Maybe no. not. Uh, so uh, all that's left now is our ratings. Mm. Our rating. We've had. I'm very curious where it was. Uh, over the course of the film, I had like, all sorts of numbers going through my head. Same. All right. I started off pretty high. Me too. And then I went down pretty low. Uh, uh, now I'm in the middle. Okay. <laughs> so where are you at? I'm at a solid, I want to build things with blocks eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> excellent yeah. uh ellie um i'm gonna give it an eight as well okay georgia i'm gonna give it a six. Oh, oh wow okay that's kind of where i had you at, yeah 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 i'm gonna give it and i'm gonna love this eight and a half so much you're not gonna want to let it go yeah <laughs> nice i'm the nicest guy on the panel again yeah i like it it's fun i do i do it's fun not everything has to be yeah. realistic or the moral of a story that I really there's so many quotes there's some bits movie. that are dated I think I brought yeah. that up I don't like the fact that she grabs his junk no I think that's that's deplorable and the fact that no one talks about it and everything that happens in this film no one talks about that yeah. I'm like that ain't cool no um and so you know we talked about we talked let's call it we talked about Johnny Depp last week and we talked about the idea that men can be victims as well and so yes. we see something like this today and we all went, well it's a prostitute. No, 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 no. He did not. There was no consent. We would have issues with him getting kissed on the mouth when he's sleeping in bed. But the fact that his junk gets grabbed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I said I did have an issue with that. That's one of the moments in this film where I go uncomfortable. OK, but just I think it's the movie tells us to be OK with it. And I'm just like, I had a hard time with that. But yeah. at the same breath, I can go. It's 1990. It's a story. It's a film. Yeah, it's fictional yeah, yeah, yeah. characters. It's this world they've created. And it's that, you know, what's your dream? It's, 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 this is one dream that happens. You meet, you know, and it is the princess meets a prince. It's, it's, it's an updated fairy tale for, for the 90s, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, but it's still a fairy tale in all its things. And I'm okay with the eight and a half. Yep. So that was me. So all that's left for us to do now is say thank you very much to, uh, Pretty Woman and the people at Disney for bringing us this story yeah. of, uh, prostitutes and domestic assaults and all this sort of stuff. And a lotus esprit. And let's go for something a little bit more feel-good next week. So next week, I'm actually being very tongue-in-cheek. Next week, we are making good on a debt. Next week, we are making good on our Halloween debt. Excellent. Oh, Next week, we are doing Coraline. Okay. So I know not literally that's all I have prepared in my notes. I know nothing about Coraline. It's animated. Me neither. I I don't know. This was the one you brought forward in the Halloween poll. Am I right, Ellie? Yeah. The one that, that Ethan then like broke a month's worth of Twitter polls. <laughs> is this the one that is everyone thinks is like a Tim Burton movie, but it's not? That, yeah, sounds, it's, that sounds about right. It's got very I think much a Tim Burton look to it. Yeah, but, but he's like... But it's not. No, it's not, is it? Yeah. So I don't know really much about it. So I'm ambivalent. I've seen it, but I can't really remember that much about it. I know I liked it. Um, um, and it's it's highly rated, um, and yeah, was we'll find out. Looks like an appropriate pick for Halloween, so here we are doing it in December. 
Maybe it's maybe it's our nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> nice. There we go. Nice. On that note, if anybody's out there, please start thinking about maybe your top uh, Christmas films and let us. Uh, we'll put the clocks up in a little bit, but let us know what yours are because we're going to get ahead and think about what ours are, and we'll, absolutely, we'll talk Christmas films. And I didn't mention this. We have a special guest spot on the Pod Vcon. Pod Vcon. Well, the V stands for virtual. Virtual. <laughs> <laughs> and that is next Saturday. So actually, by the time you hear this, folks, it's four days away, and we have a slot. Uh, I'll tweet it out. I forget when ours is exactly. Uh, it's, well, it doesn't really matter because it's different. It's different time zones. Time isn't zones. It? Yeah. So you get a hold of us on our Facebook or on the Twitter or on the Instagram. Best film ever pod on all three services, and that's that. So all that's left for us to do now, really, I guess, is uh, say goodbye. Yeah. So please join us next week when we gather together to talk about Coraline. I'm very. Intrigued about what we're in for. I am too. It's not too often I haven't seen them, so I'm no. very curious about this. So, for Best Film Ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. And I've been Georgia. And just want to remind you folks out there that everybody comes here. This is BFE, the land of dreams. <laughs> some dreams come true, some don't, but keep on dreaming. This is BFE. Always time to dream, so keep on dreaming. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. And he was a fan of the outtakes. And he did ask. He said, what happened to catch you on the flippity-flop? And I said, oh. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, we're still doing it. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I just I choked on my... Flippity-flip-flop. I choked on the flippity-flop. <laughs> <laughs>